Let's get it on. Gross. Hello and welcome to A Star to Steer Her By, episode 237. Yay! Oh boy. I'm Chris, and as usual, I am joined by... Ames. Caitlin. And Jake. And today we are continuing our lengthy trek through the Delta Quadrant as we discuss Voyager's Eye of the Needle and Ex Post Facto. First up in Eye of the Needle, Harry Kim has detected some stuff... And they're going to go ahead and take a look at it because it might be a wormhole. And it is! But it's a teeny tiny wormhole. Oh, it's so wee. Aww. So Baby they wormhole. shoot a micro probe into it. Uh, oh, but it yeah. gets jammed up towards the uh, end of the sphincter. You know, you have that sometimes. You're just like, oh, get out, you last little pebble. Hate when Oof, my like a colonoscopy gone wrong. Stuck yeah. Stuck in there. And it's just sitting there. But then Kim is like, hey, you know, I, I can probably use this as like a, a, a booster and we can try to get a signal out at least. And they're all like, all right, let's do that. And they get a signal out and somebody responds from the Alpha Quadrant. And there's some back and forth and eventually it's worked out. Oh, shit. This is this is a Romulan uh, a, alleged cargo ship. But eventually they realize, yeah, no, it. It's a scientific expedition. and They're scheming Romulan. like Romulans. <laughs> yeah, they, they just, they don't trust anyone. I get it. I've met people. People suck. But uh, this dude's pretty chill and comes around and is like, man, your plight really has me sad. It makes me think about how I'm away from my wife and daughter on this multi-year uh, science expedition. I didn't even get to be there for my kid to be born. Good. That's um, a great way to get out of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Come home when the kid is good. Yeah, Ten really. years from now. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Uh, it looks like I'm not going to be able to come home until the kids at least. Oh, it says here 17 years old. Is that a good time? <laughs> okay, honey. See you then. So they are gonna, you know. Well, there's some talk about maybe beaming everyone over to the Romulan ship, and that would be weird and crowded. But they eventually settle on. Well, we'll at least have him send home some letters, and he can let Starfleet know we're okay. We're just lost. Not even lost, really, just very far away from home. Uh, and they do some tests, and, you know, they beam, they beam the Romulan over. He says, hi, how you doing? They're like, groovy. Uh, and they realize there's been these weird fluctuations, and they're like, oh, fudge sickles. This isn't just a wormhole through... Hool? Wormhole! It's not just a wormhole through space! It's a wormhole through time. <gasps> it sounds really wibbly-wobbly. It it's does. a hunter team. So yeah, um, Admiral for our Romulan Belgian listeners, <laughs> there. <laughs> That's not how Belgian people talk. No. Admiral Romulan there is like, oh, well, that blows. Um, Captain Romulan, Chris. No, I know. I he. We're gonna see him later. Oh, as an that's admiral. right. We will. We've seen him before as well. We have, yes. But uh, wait, so, the same character? No, it's not same, the same actor. Okay, I was gonna say actually, <laughs> it's not definitely not because we find out about his fate. Yes. So. Big Johnny Romy is Big like, Big Johnny I, Romy. I guess, you know, in 20 years, I could like go to the Federation and be like, don't send that ship. And Janeway's all, eh, grandfather paradox. He's like, well, I'll at least send your letters, you know, like Doc Brown, you know, 20 <laughs> years later. And they're like, great. And he beams back and Tuvok's like, 
Yeah, so bad news. Bad news, everybody. Uh, For some reason, our computer files are so fucking thorough. We have, like, files on every random Romulan. That or they have access to Romulan Wikipedia. I don't know. Anywho, turns out this guy... Definitely the latter. ...goes kaput, like, ten years before they can actually... Before the Voyager mission begins. No, no, he was so nice. He was. And they were like, maybe he left instructions or a will or something, but they're left to not be sure... You know, they know their messages made it to him, but they're not sure if they made it to their families. And we end on sort of that somber note. Can we be real? He's like, I'm going to send this shit in 20 years. Have you ever told yourself, oh man, in six months, I have to remember X. I'm going to do such and such to help me remember. And it never happens. There's no way that guy was going to send that shit. I mean, I feel like that's a slightly bigger deal. You're going li- to have that canister on your desk all the time and look at it and be like, so fucking weird. Yeah, but- oh, and also, sorry, briefly. Uh, there's also a B plot where, like, Cass is like, can people start being nicer to the doctor? And yeah. People are like, nah. <laughs> Even Janeway's a little reticent because apparently she never saw a measure of a man. Nah. And that's the episode. I get the wow. impression she's uh, seen the measure of a man a few times. <laughs> Penis. Oh. God, it's actually it's really a good sad. Episode. She should see it. They recently put out a really highly detailed figure of Robert Picardo as the doctor. Yeah. But they kind of fucked up the face. Like, he looks good at profile, but from head on, it's not right. But how did they do, you know, down there? The booty penis. looked great. <clears throat> no, no, I mean the penis. Oh, his pee pee? I don't know. Hopefully. You have to buy that figure, Chris, and let us know. Well, you know, he is he is anatomically correct and fully functional. They have well, not established that. You said it was highly detailed, so mm. I can only assume. Chris's own words. I mean, based on what we know of Zimmerman that we saw on DS9, I am sure whatever the EMH's hog is like, it's way better than Zimmerman's actual so one. Is so is Zimmerman wilier or less wily than Sung? I mean, considering the later model isn't based on himself, he's maybe a little less crazy. The model that's based on Bashir? No. Or, oh, there's another model we meet in the future. Bashir got fired. Yeah, Yeah. Andy's dick. Bashir got fired, yes. We do eventually meet the EMH Mark II. Anyway. Imagine thinking Andy Dick is a step up from literally anything. Have you seen the episode? That we're no, going to talk no. about in like five years? No, I haven't seen the episode. I just think Andy Dick sucks. I'll take Andy Dick over Joe Rogan. Why are we Joe talking Rogan about again? any of this? That's a good question. Uh, he's also from News Radio. Anyway. Uh, yeah, but Phil Hartman, am I right? Dude, poor Phil Hartman. Too mm. soon. Moment of silence for the original Zap Brannigan. Mm. Anyway. There's, there's <laughs> no way we're going to get back to talking about this episode. Now I'm trying. This episode. Start. Start talking about this episode. It's, you this know, is like it's, the best episode Stephen we've Root had. was in uh, news radio, too. He was uh, Jimmy James. Wasn't Dave, Fo- wasn't Dave Foley in that? Yes. Anyway, this episode. Uh, it's a good one. It's good. Not a ton happens in a sense. Like, there's this slow reveal of, like, okay, so who's on the other end? Oh, it's this guy. Oh, but he's actually this. And then we're sort of establishing, like, again, it's in no way. Bad. It, it builds well on itself over time. I don't know. I like I like a nice quiet episode that lets oh, you yeah. kind of like think about shit. I like oh, yeah, watching Janeway's um attack, not attack, but or her her way of handling these these issues is quite interesting because she's an optimistic little thing. 
Yeah. Like every time something comes up, she says, well, let's assume this will work and then we'll work from there. And if it doesn't work, we'll figure it out in a different way. But for now, we're going to keep moving forward, assuming this is the Harry Kim official wormhole uh, (laughs) party in the wormhole with Quark. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I I guess it's kind of a position she sort of has to be in, whether she likes it or not. Right. Oh, I imagine morale is like bottom has bottomed out multiple times already. Well, and you feel like at the start of this episode, it's definitely at a lower ebb. Yeah, and um, everybody's, like, super heartened by the letters. They're like, all right, letters. Yeah, yeah and, and again, like, it, well, I think, I feel like, actually, at first, they're like, hey, a possible wormhole. And it's like, oh, it's a shit wormhole. No wonder they named it after Harry Kim. <laughs> Poor Harry. Seriously. I'm just kidding. I, I, like, I actually like Harry. I just know that I know things about Harry and his position. That's all. Yeah, we also see we're back to using the replicators all the fucking time, even though like what <clears throat> last week, two weeks ago it was we can't use the replicators. We have to like find all this energy because we need to eat nothing but sludge forever Ooh, now. They got some batteries. Yeah, when we weren't looking, you know. Yeah. Why we choose don't, we don't see, We don't see broth? everything that happens on the ship. We should. Um, uh, you choose vegetable broth because you hate yourself. Mm. That's true. You know, I gotta say, there's a couple things about this episode that really ticked me off that oh, I, no. I just i couldn't Tess's get past. new wig worse than ever that was pretty bad um so the techno babble was pretty bad at points there's a there's like a point where i think it's it's harry says something like oh i have to increase the power to the bandwidth or, or something something like that it's just <laughs> completely nonsensical uh and that's irritating but i think the one thing that really got me the most that I almost, I just can't get past it. So there's a scene when, you know, they think they might, right after Bellana, I think, tells uh, Janeway about the, the transporter possibility. And Janeway's in her office. She picks up a photograph and it's got her boyfriend and it's got the dog in it. And I just couldn't understand why it also, why it had the dog in it. I thought it should have just been a picture of the boyfriend. Are you setting me up here, Jake? Why, is, this, is this you setting me up for a story? Why would they include the dog in that photograph when they could have just been the boyfriend? Because now I'm confused. Because, you know, as a Does viewer, she love the guy I, or the dog? Yeah, I don't know who she's who she's missing the at dog. this point. It could be, but it's left ambiguous. Nope, and I really think that the writers should have clarified <laughs> which figure in that photograph she was missing the boyfriend or the dog and and it's just it's left me in a state of complete confusion and i really don't know what to do about this okay, i'm not sure what your angle is here but there's clearly I, an angle J- jake's angle i believe is good god don't read memory alpha for the first season of voyager ah. because some dipshit went through like some kind of collection of of anecdotes um, for the first season of Voyager, specifically for Caretaker and for this episode, uh, Eye of the Needle, and basically just transcribed every single thing that happened on on the episode. Oh, God. And it's so unnecessary. Like, I shared on, on um, chat with you jerks that there was, like, a note that was like, there are no new uh, aliens to, to design makeup for in this episode, so the makeup artist so-and-so took the weekly meeting off. That's an anecdote that they think is worth putting on the internet. But the anecdote about this one was the producers, somebody, somebody said, oh, we should have a different photograph than dude with dog. We should have a photograph of just the dude. But that means we're going to have to come up with some kind of a photo shoot for the guy or cut the photo entirely. 
And evidently, because what we see in the episode is dude with dog, that didn't happen. So it's like, thanks, anecdote, that doesn't even tell us anything because it didn't happen. <laughs> oh my fuck. Yeah, I'm I, hoping I just... it'll it'll even out on Memory Alpha as the show progresses because I don't think whatever this uh, source material is from goes into later seasons as in as much detail. Thank God. Yeah, so that doesn't something. make it uh if that doesn't make it clear, yeah, I I, I just wanted to set aim. Yeah, no, that for makes that, for makes that it makes story. sense now. Um, what actual fun notes do I have for for Oh my god, here's a really fucking stupid note for stuff that was happening in first season of Voyager. I think this technically started last week, but there were a lot of notes on it cuz of course there were on Memory Alpha for this week because for much of the first season of Voyager and then never again for reasons they switched from a five-act structure, which is what we always see in Star Trek, to a four-act structure. I don't know why. You'd think they'd want an extra commercial break to get money, but shrug. And that held up the writing, because, you know, they write the episode, they're like, yeah, episode. Oh, wait, we have to switch to a four-act structure, which means we have to figure out where the ad breaks need to be and entirely mm. recut the whole fucking script. And it sounds like a nightmare for no fucking reason you know what it is it's it's they hired ronnie cox as the new showrunner oh and he insisted on going to a four actor <laughs> yeah i figure uh <laughs> i don't get the joke ronnie cox was um jellico oh <laughs> angelico instated the the four shifts and Riker was like Wah! yeah that's right i forgot about that good joke jake sorry hey. that i was too dumb to get it at first i i i'm willing to bet what happened what wasn't so much they lost commercials they probably just Tacked the time on to the other breaks. And yeah, because I don't think these episodes longer. are any any sh longer than other series. Yeah, it was just a no, reshuffle. It's just where, yeah, where the breaks happen. But I mean, I could see, I could see there being advantages from a storytelling perspective because you kind of can get, you can let things breathe a little bit more. You don't have to jump around as much. You know. Yeah, but if you're used to a five act, now you have to start thinking a whole different way. Like, oh yeah, you know, for the writers, it must have sucked. Oh yeah, yeah, like chaos. Oh, sure. On the bridge. It had to be somebody's yeah. idea. Somebody had to think it was a good a good move. Probably well, some prob schmuck at Paramount. Yeah, it's probably someone at the network being like, we can have longer ads and charge more something. Like, I'm sure it was a purely business decision. Hmm. I mean, I think we mentioned this, or maybe we didn't. I don't remember if we mentioned this, but Voyager was the launch property for UPN. Yeah. yeah, I don't think we did. Rather uh, silly of us. Yeah, because that that was actually a huge, a yeah. huge deal at the time. It, you know, so UPN was the new Paramount network that they were launching, yeah. and DS9 and TNG famously were first run syndication, so yes, they didn't have a network. So this is the first Star Trek show, really since the '60s, to have a network behind it so i mean it I, it wouldn't surprise me if there was more network uh meddling than yeah. almost certainly, demanding yeah. demanding fewer pictures of that beautiful dog Assholes. yes well and then of course we're gonna have uh a lot of ham ham-fisted uh wrestler cameos once they get the wwf contract mm-hmm yep i don't know i allow those because they're fun yeah yeah, we're going to see The Rock at some point, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we're going to see The Rock at first, some point. Uh, his first non-wrestling 
television appearance. I he think. seems like he's just such a cool dude. I'm really glad that like something that isn't actively causing him huge amounts of bodily harm is like working out for him. Mm. Um, damage has been done, I'm sure. Some. But also now he can afford good health insurance, so... Hmm. There was actually, I remember back before Phase 2 became the motion picture, hmm. the idea had been to potentially launch a Paramount network yeah. with Phase 2. So this and then kind neither of, the, of those things happened. Yeah, no, no. But it was something that clearly went in the back of Paramount's head for a while. Oh well, yeah, because it gives you, gives you a money. I also remember they had, like... I remember seeing ads for their Saturday morning cartoon block during Voyager as a kid. Ooh, anything good? I don't remember. I just remember the incredibly terrible tagline, which was get ready for some open action. Wow. Uh, yeah. What? Yep. I think I'm dumber for having heard that. Hand to God. I've, I've, uh, I've told the story on the show before about when I had auditioned to be a UPN Correspondent, like correspondent. caster, right? Yeah, yeah, with yeah. the hockey guy, right? With the hockey guy. Okay. Yeah, good. you told, I, I told that. that story. I didn't Not that long ago, actually, I feel like. I got clobbered. You can yeah. tell it again. No, no, no right. you can't. It's a long story. I don't want to take up the time. <laughs> um, go go back you, to Evan. episode. Chris, insert episode number here. That's uh, not going to happen. To learn more. <laughs> five. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Black. Yeah. Episode five. Just go listen to the pizza rant. Was that the pizza rant? Hang on, it was five this, or six. It's one of the early ones. <laughs> For some reason, you said pizza rant, and I, in my head, started a version of the ninja rap from uh, Turtles 2, but now it's pizza, pizza, rant. Oh, no. Oh, yes. Um. Oh, yeah, so there's the subplot here with, like... Oh, the doctor plot? Yeah. It was, that was... Dude, is Kes gonna bone the doctor or what? I don't know. Neelix will probably like try to kill him. I, I don't. I don't sense a a boniness between them. I think they're just buddies. Is it just yeah. me then? Yeah, it might, it might just be. be. Pizza okay. Rand is episode twelve, by the way. That late? Wow. Mm-hmm. Like I, I like their I like their relationship. It feels very you know like just mentor and student. Oh yeah, and I actually really like how they're portraying Kess as having like an eidetic memory and learning mm. really fast. Because that makes so much sense for her race, because yeah, they would, would have to. Yeah, That's otherwise... They'd have to just yeah. look at something and be like, okay, now I know everything about that thing, because I need to know before I die. It makes evolutionary sense, unlike some stuff we're going to talk about in the next episode. <laughs> Fucking hate the next episode. Um, but yeah, I, I like that, you know, again, it's always interesting when you have these sort of people that aren't Starfleet who are better at being Starfleet. Like, we had Jake in the early seasons of DS9 being like, I am going to befriend this Ferengi dad. Fuck you. Yeah, and then um, Wesley uh, speaking up for Native Americans. True. True. Um, but then fucking it up by going on a vision quest or whatever. Yeah, he didn't yeah. ask to. He just, it just happened. The, the episode meant well. Well, I'm not saying, I, well, I guess let me say, I'm not saying Wesley fucked it up. I'm saying it got fucked up. So, oh, sorry. Well, yeah. that episode I apologize, Wesley. Up. I didn't mean to. And yeah, and Kess just being like, look, he's like a person. Treat him like one. I know. And she also comes in with a very different context for, for life because she comes from a race of people who like live underground and yeah. have to figure out energy shit from their from the caretaker. And she probably comes out and says, why, why are you, aren't you treating him well? I don't understand what you're talking about. Yeah, it's, it, you know, because every, you know... It's weird because, of course, even he's sort of, again, the, the the interesting difference between him and, say, Data, 
which, you know, again, artificial life forms are kind of inevitable comparison. Like, he is even sort of programmed to be like, I'm just a hologram. So even he has to be sort of talked into believing in his own existence. Yeah, like Vic. Mm. Yeah. Say what you will about Vic, you know, the the concept of a self-aware AI is very fascinating. Yeah. Definitely. And Vic was, like, programmed to know what he was and be comfortable with it. You know, the Doctor is programmed to know what he is and not really give a fuck because he's not supposed to be on a lot. Yeah, he accepted pretty quickly. Like, oh, if you guys all transport over to the Romulan ship, I'm going to be left behind. So, uh, bye, I guess. I feel like he was kind of sad about it. Yeah, though. he just he wanted them to he wanted to make sure he was shut off before before they left. Which is which super means, sad. Yeah, it was really. But sad. here's the thing: like, I would say if yeah, this is a little bit of an aside from the daughter thing, but I would think that on if this they show, beamed, if they beamed Ooh. everybody through the wormhole to the other side, the the only thing Janeway could do or should do is set the self destruct. Right? Oh yeah, there's, for sure. There's no re- there's no way they're going to leave oh, the right. ship abandoned. The Kazon will grab it. Right, because someone else could, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, well, those dicks from the next episode. But anyway, that that's beside the point. Um, yeah, no, you would no, definitely have to. The doctor thing, it it does kind of irritate me though, because yeah. it well it irritates me that Kess seems to be the only person that has figured this out. Yeah, um, well, yeah, like Starfleet. It's should... because she's so full of wonder. It's because <laughs> the EMH is kind of a jerk. Well, he is a jerk, but also just the fact that like everybody else, including. Up to and including Janeway, seems to think seems to think of him as a piece of equipment. Yeah, which sure, but it, I don't know. It just it doesn't seem. I don't. It doesn't seem realistic to me. I think more people would treat him like a person. And I and I don't know. It just doesn't make it doesn't make well, sense. Well, and I think the character who is treating him like a douchebag in this episode, right? It's um. Lieutenant oh, Walter Baxter, Baxter according that to guy. Wasn't that the same guy from, like, the first episode who was being a dink to Paris, or are they just similarly dinkish? Yeah, no, that no. guy died. Yeah, oh, good. Died. Well, I'm glad he's dead. <laughs> the point is, I feel like this guy probably would, like, I would expect one, at least one person to be like, what, he's a fucking fax machine, what do you want? So I guess, like, this one dude doing it wouldn't be surprising, but, like, yes, like you say, like, the fact that even Janeway isn't, like, woke enough to sort of... See him for what he is is shitty. Well, I feel like there are probably other characters too. Like I, I feel like Paris would be nice to the Doctor because I feel like the couple times we've seen the two of them interact, he's kind of like been, yeah, you're a you're a good enough dude. I might as well treat you like a good dude. And Felix, for sure, after the whole phage incident. Yeah, yeah. Although, yeah, like, I think Tom treats the Doctor the way he treats basically everyone, which is to be kind of a weird, cocky, snarky weirdo at him. And uh, I think Neelix just takes whatever at face value, and if Kess says he's a person, then that's fine by Neelix. Yeah, yeah you'll also know, but... notice no Neelix in this episode, because he I did actually. Oh, cut. I did, and it was great. <laughs> I noticed in the next episode when he came in, I was like, hey, we didn't have Neelix last episode, did we? Yeah, there was supposed to be a scene with him and Kess when she was going to be like, I'm going to go talk to the doctor about the EMH, and he'd be like, yeah, go ahead, also tell her about my fruit. And that would have been their scene. I feel like the scene should have been like, so are we going to go with them if they go? Because Cass says it as a very matter of fact thing to the doctor, but you imagine that would have been a discussion they would have had. It's like, hey, do we want to like abandon the only place either of us have known and go chill with these weirdos in their quadrant? I mean, they kind of already have, though. But they they already sort of made the choice to be with them. Yeah, it would just be... 
faster than they were expecting. Plus, like, what home do they have to go back to? Like, Kess really can't go home. And we don't really know what Neelix's home was yet, because, you know, either he was a weird fucking recluse whose people didn't like him anyway, or... Actually, that's the only possibility as far as I can see. Well, we don't know. He was a scavenger, it seemed like. I know. I'm just I'm just teasing. I actually don't even dislike Neelix that much. I still think he's creepy looking, but his character doesn't really bother me. I'm wondering, um, as we're getting further and further from where they found Neelix, at what point he's going to stop having relevant information to share? Because he gets some relevant information in the next episode. I'm like, how do you know these people? There's only so many people you can know personally. Yeah, well, I don't know. You ever <laughs> you ever go to your hometown and your dad just seems to run into people everywhere you go? No, my dad's not very social. Oh, my dad is like that. We had anywhere we went when I was a kid, he'd run into like six people he knew. Oh, Greg. Oh, oh hey. Yeah, my All mom the time, though, always. Because my mom was a was a high school teacher. She Maybe. would run into her students. But um, I still feel like though there's a difference between like I'm gonna hang out with these people I don't know in a place I. And maybe pseudo familiar with, but it's such a big place. Yeah, but it's still it's like it would be like I don't know if I suddenly decided to start wandering the United States versus wandering Russia. Okay, but consider that before meeting the folks on voy on the Voyager. Thank you. Neelix couldn't fucking get water. I feel like I'd be like well, they seem area. to come from the land of plenty where there's shit tons of water. I would definitely go uh, with that. I'm just saying, it would have been an interesting scene. Yes, it would have been. But I, yes. Yeah, I mean, you're right. They would have had a discussion. But I feel like the outcome is obvious. Like, I don't see how they could make any other choice. I know. But, yeah. I also sort of wonder if they're, like, now on the run from those other dickheads because of what went down, you know? I know we hey. see more Kazon. I don't remember the context for which we see more Kazon, but there will be more. Yeah, Voyager tries to make them a thing for a while. Sounds great. And then they say, fuck it and go with the Borg instead. <laughs> that is vaguely how I recall it, but it's been, you know, 20 years. Cool. Uh, actually, more, Jesus. Um, yep, we're old, and so is this show. Where else? Oh, yeah. There's a scene where uh, Janeway gets a call from the captain in the middle of the night, and she's in her, like, her fucking slip or whatever. Night. And I was like, she's. And they're talking about doing a visual link, and I was like, does she mean now? Like, this this seems inappropriate. And she meant later, of course, but it was like, is she going to try to seduce this guy? What's Damn going right. On? Let me put several shirts on. Thank yeah. You. It's a nice scene, though, because I, I... Oh, it is. The, the choice of having their, their first actual, like, deep conversation whilst she's in basically the dark at night, even though there's no night in space... And the fact that Ramor eventually says goodnight, I'm like, really? Are you on the same schedule as, as the as the Voyager, Mr. Romulan? But okay. But also it's such a vulnerable moment because it allows you to get a little more personal because yeah. you're in your quarters, you're in your bed, you're yeah, in your night shirt. Exactly, literally stripped down. Yeah, it's like even when we would see like other officers in their quarters, you know. The whole tone of the scene can be changed if they are still in uniform, you know? Like, we would see Picard at his desk a lot in his free time in uniform, working on, like, his archaeology hobby or whatever. Cisco, sometimes in uniform. Yeah. Sometimes (laughs) in uniform, sometimes, you know, in civilian clothes, making dinner. And again, that would change the tone of the scene very dramatically. Um, I also feel like it uh, helps that 
the writers are like, oh yeah, she's got tits. Let's put her in a something something uh, more comfortable. <laughs> Am I right? They let her have her hair down, even they though did. they complain about it all the <gasps> time. <gasps> Jesus, monster. Yeah, no, it's a it's a re- once I realized, no, no, they weren't going to have the call right then. It was a good scene, like you said. I think because it had that intimacy. Yeah, and the fact that it's night on the Romulans, and no matter how, I mean, we just kind of always accepted that. Apparently, the Alpha Quadrant, even the enemies, all agreed on a standard time because, you know, they never run into each other. We're like, hold, I must get my captain for it is our night shift. Right. Yeah, for God's sake. Um, <laughs> it is our night shift. But you kind of get the sense that, you know, he's probably in his quarters, you know, wearing his giant shoulder pajamas because yes. all Romulan clothes <laughs> have to have giant shoulders. Oh, my God. Um. And yeah, it's a really, like I said, it's a really nice, just a really nicely done scene. It was really good. I actually really do kind of feel like this is the best episode we've seen so far. And I know it's still like relatively early days, but most of them I felt kind of, I guess Chris was reminding me that I really liked the first episode a lot as well. But I mm-hmm. think this one is still so yeah. far my fave. This one, has, it has great character work. It has a great twisty ending, which, you know, I'm all about. Time I had shit. no idea too. I had like did not see it coming. I was like, "Oh, this is awesome!" And I was like, no. "Yeah, you'd think it'd be like, oh no, something just went wrong and we can't do it." Not, yeah, like the wormhole oh, no. closed. You know, because it was all like, "Oh, the wormhole, wormhole could collapse at any second. That's yeah, sort like, of what I, I was expecting. I was like, "I don't know what the problem's gonna be, but there's gonna be one." I was like, "Oh, that's okay." Well, and I also kind of thought. You know, when the guy was like, no, I obviously fucking can't have you come here. No, I thought that was going to be the problem. And I was like, fuck. Which I mean, It was a problem, but like, it wasn't the ultimate problem. No. Then it was time. Then it's he's dead. It's like, fuck. Didn't expect so many twisteroos. Tuvok, buzzkill extraordinaire. Well, Well, he is a Vulcan. Yeah, also true. In in both of the episodes we're covering today, I have just notes of like just some on the set sass, which I think are very amusing because mm. um, I don't know. I feel like in in previous um, shows like TOS, there was probably less like sassing going on, but in, in like TNG and this and this crew, like they all get along. And <clears throat> at the reveal of the whole the time thing is going to be wrong. And they're doing the close-up on Tuvok, who's, you know, a Vulcan, who's being all logical and serious about this. Robert Beltran says, Does that mean we're fucked? To get him to laugh. <laughs> Which is very cute. Ah, uh, you prick. That's wonderful. Well, hopefully it was already a bad, uh, a bad take, because otherwise that's just cruel. So, I actually, I read something today online, which I don't know the veracity of, but I, I, I like it. And it reminded me of, I don't remember if it was this week or a previous week, and I forgot to mention it. But um, I noticed once that at some point recently, Tuvok said censors, which is a very, mm. you know, Mr. Spock way to say censors. And the thing I saw online today alleged that the reason Nimoy said it that way, he was overemphasizing it, was because he was worried his Boston accent would slip out. Oh, funny. If he just said censors, and we got like senses, and that's why he hit censors so weird. Um, a Vulcan with a Boston accent would be very funny. It would be, especially if they were still like in every other way, your typical Vulcan. You just Captain, be like, oh, we got no. some shit on the senses here, kid. It don't make no logical sense. <laughs> it's, it's a, a baby, baby fucking, fucking wheel. wheel. <laughs> yes! Oh my god, Star Trek Four. 
It's a baby fucking wheel. That's Gracie's what, pregnant. Okay. Yeah, She's yeah, having a baby say, fucking hey. wheel. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you son of a bitch. You beat me. I was right there with you, but goddamn, um, it's so good. Although, here's the thing, though. If yeah. if Leonard Nimoy had had a Boston accent, then that would have been the Vulcan accent. And people, yeah. Oh, my God. And, and imagine oh, no. that. Imagine if in the 60s, the, the, the smartest character on Star Trek had a Boston accent. Nobody would have bought it. <laughs> well, no, people by now people would just associate the Boston accent with being smart and Real not, wicked smart, fucking smart not a kid. fucking moron. Yeah, our, our Vulcan, Vulcan, Romulan Rom- captain. Yeah, like your Vulcan gonna, mind. We'll see him a lot in Enterprise as an admiral. Uh-huh. Who did we already see him as? I know we already had it. Was it a Klingon? A couple of things. We've seen him as uh, Captain Chorus, who was one of the Klingons in Heart of Glory. Right. Gull right. Dinar, who was a Cardassian in past prologue. Wow. And also more recently as Sescal, who was a Cap uh Cardassian uh toward the end of DS9. If you remember me seeing like saying like, man, it was confusing when they killed Sescal, because they keep saying Sescal and it sounds like Cisco. Mm. Oh yeah. That guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Damar's friend. Yeah. We're gonna yeah. see him as a bunch more things. Yeah, at first I was like, I know that guy, and I looked yeah, like, oh, that's Ron why. Armstrong. It's- Yep. Admiral Hoodley-Doo. Um, yeah, about the Rymelins, the other interesting thing, because they give the the years that all of this has happened, and when you do the math, you realize, okay, so this this guy is from a time 13 years before the neutral zone, and the Rymelins were officially back. So he oh, doesn't even know true. that they're back at this point. Fuck, that's right. We're back. I didn't even consider that. This is also wouldn't be too long after the Enterprise C incident yeah oh shit i mean so that would really years. explain Baby extra- running around yeah and extra levels of romulan paranoia about the federation at that point mm. that didn't even occur to me yeah because part of me is like you know so what so fucking what if it's 20 years in the past you know you go there maybe they can put you on ice for 20 years fly but around then, the sun but then i'm like no no they would just kill people kill most of the crew and possibly rape some of them because that's what they did to the Enterprise C crew. Yeah. Which they captured. The Romulans killed and raped people? Yeah, remember from uh, yesterday's episode? Isn't that that's how Sela exists because a Romulan commander took took Tasha Yar as a as a concubine. concubine. Oh gross, I forgot. Yeah, yeah. it was gross. Very I don't blame gross. you for forgetting it's awful. Which in retrospect seems like kind of weird. <laughs> Like, we don't know loads about the Romulans, but that feels a little, like... Well, maybe he really loved her shoulder pads or something. Mm. Like, I believe they execute the fuck out of people. Shit, they kill their own people at the drop of a hat. But mm-hmm. the, like, taking war brides thing feels a little out of character? I guess? I don't know. Yeah, it feels like more original, like, TOS Klingon. Yeah, than, Oh, for sure, yeah. Than Romulan, or even later Klingon. Right, yeah. Later Klingons, you know, there's no honor in that. Yeah, no. The, uh... Well, yeah. we do know that Romulans are without honor. Mm-hmm. Well, according to the Klingons. Hmm. This, this, this uh, Romulan seems to have a fair amount of honor, though. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah, why he's, he's dead. He's, a, he's just a scientist, you know? Yeah, uh, but he, you know, Which he means trusts... he might have honors, but he also might have questionable morals. 
Yeah, he trusts, you know, Janeway enough to beam to her ship. Yeah. Without really knowing much. Which, I mean, holy shit, that's a ballsy move. Because, like, here's the thing, like, imagine, because originally he's like, oh, this is some sort of a trick. Yeah. Well, what if it had been a trick? Then she would have just captured a Romulan scientist, you know, could debrief him, torture him, do whatever she wants. Yeah. Killed him and raped him. So he, he, he has a lot of trust Good for him. Well, we also have to know, like, he's a, he's a sci, he's specifically a, in, in the science field. So he probably, like, thinks of these things as, like, very interesting, too. Like, he wants to know more about this whole Delta Quadrant experience. Yeah. yeah but you got to figure, like, he's, he's in, he's a Romulan scientist, but he's a Romulan military First. scientist. And, like. No, I doubt there's a civilian sort of science core in the Romulan Empire. Well, I'm sure there's, like universities and things that may or may I not imagine they're all state run though you know well we i don't i don't think we know enough to say either what my point was this that yeah <clears throat> this could be this could be dr mangala you know or mm. you know this this could be you know we don't know sciences doesn't necessarily someone that's studies a scientist doesn't automatically make them a benign individual no uh, that's true he could still be a piece of shit but i, I guess case, we're sort of using uh Star Trek shorthand, where when you see a scientist from a society that you normally don't see the scientist from, they are often depicted as, like, the nice one. Mm. Yeah, but even if he is evil, I would say, like, being a scientist would make him curious. True. Definitely. More than another another, uh, job title. Could be Ira Graves, man. He's a scientist. Piece of shit. Fuck, which one was Graves? He's Grandpa. the one that stole, da- stole oh, Dave's Jameson? body. Okay, that's what I thought. Oh, no, but... that guy. Fuck him. Oh, well, Jameson, well, I mean, he was an admiral, but... No, that, yeah, he, that goes without saying they're evil. He had an they're... interest in the sciences. Admirals the sciences are crooked. making himself young. Yeah. Admirals I'm a are... bit of a scientist myself. <laughs> Admirals are crooked until proven not. Right. True. And even then, they could always turn on you. Look at fucking Cisco's dad. Ah, uh, Cartwright. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Cartwright, thank you. Uh, one quick note back to when we were talking about Kess and Kess learning all the organs and stuff. And she makes this comment that's like, doing an autopsy would be really neat. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, oh, God, was... Kess, this is how that you was... become a serial Ooh. killer. Ooh. Doc's like, that can be arranged. This is the uh... delivery of it was just so creepy. It's like, why did you choose this? If Baxter comes back with another exercise-related injury, we'll fucking autopsy him alive. Oh no! See when you when you do this to the meniscus, screaming, yeah. <laughs> it's bad for it. <laughs> I like that. Really, like the time he asserts himself is after he has had to scan Baxter's balls. He's like, "Look here, I do not want to have to scan your balls again. Stop not stretching before exercise." Had to scan his balls because he was scanning between his legs. I mean, I don't know. I, I forget what well, Baxter probably pulled a groin. Claimed the injury was, but stop jerking it so hard, you asshole! Other people have real medical problems. <laughs> Jesus, how do you think the holographic doctor uh, checks? A checks prostate? for a hernia. Does what? The prostate check. Oh, the same way a normal doctor would. Yeah, with his finger. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I don't know. I or, imagine with a the tricorder, pro- really. I the, nowadays, yeah, everything's the tricorder. So, I mean, yeah, I guess. 
Takes all the fun out of your uh, annual visit, eh? I know. Come on. <laughs> He's up there. He's like, so, uh, Doc, can you, like, change the shape and size of that thing while you're in there? Because uh, feel free. Go nuts. Go I mean, around. The thing is, like, he's a hologram, right? So there's no reason why he couldn't make an eyeball at the end of his finger. <laughs> that's I true. I bet that's not in his programming. It would but be very... Kes might See, here's the thing with the holographic ear. doctor. I feel like the human form factor of the holographic doctor is less useful. It's really um, kind of just holding them back, really. Like it's good. It's good in the sense it should be that some you, kind of squid. You well, right? You know, it's good in the sense that you want Yikes. your doctor to be relatable and for people to to trust them. But at the same time, it's like, man, it would be really fucking useful if he had six arms, right? Or if like I think he he had like you know really long arms and could treat multiple people at once. <laughs> or maybe yeah. like he could change forms if needed. That would actually be kind of like I mean you know. Something that would be fun to see in a future series, just like an EMH or something. But when one patient leaves and another comes in, they, they change to the same species. species. Mm. That would be cool. Hmm. I yeah, mean, we see... like, go ahead. 99% of Voyager. I think the only alien on Voyager, like. Is Neelix. Well, the, actually, yeah, the only non-humans that we've seen so far, well, we've seen a couple Bajorans, a Vulcan. Uh, Balana, of course, and Neelix and Kess. Seems like 99% of the crew is human, though. You yeah, say, well, did you say Tuvok, or did I miss you say Tuvok? Nope, he didn't he, say he Tuvok. He didn't say Tuvok, but... I meant Tuvok, yeah. Yeah, the, and like a lot of the aliens that we do see are all Maquis. Uh, True. You know, so other than Tuvok, I think I know at least... One other, maybe two other. I can't remember if one of them is an original Voyager crew or Maquis, but there's a couple other aliens that we'll see th that are named characters. Okay. And I think pretty sure at least one of them is Starfleet, so. Mm. That's why I think it's actually fairly interesting. Uh, if you guys have been watching Prodigy, uh, it's yet. fairly interesting. No fucking humans. It's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. No, we, we have not had a chance since it premiered, which, you know, is. I really want to get to it, so... Yeah, sorry, that's mostly my fault, my stupid job schedule. Mm. Yeah. Anything else on this one before we move on, or...? Uh, don't think so. It was really good. Yeah, yeah it's a good episode. A I think it, it, even, even you know, I, I know we're saying, like, oh yeah, the most of season one of Voyager is pretty meh. I think just as general Starfleet, Starfleet, Jesus, Star Trek, this is still a very good episode. I Definitely. mean, I think, as far as first season Trek goes, it's doing quite well for itself. I mean, look at the first season of TNG. I don't know. Look at this next episode we're talking about. Oh, I hate it. <laughs> Jesus, it's bad. I've I've seen worse. Yeah, I mean, I have too. We've watched all the same shit, but I don't know. It's Tell us about this bad. episode, Chris, because woof. I mean, there's something about this episode <laughs> I definitely despise, but we'll get to that. In ex post facto, we open up on Tom Paris witnessing a murder that he committed. What? <laughs> so. At the advice of In Neelix, black and white, did you, if you noticed. Yes, in black and white, all very film noir. Um, <laughs> you know, at oh, the advice... it's pronounced noir. Ah, what, Bingo? Anyway. Uh, <laughs> so, and the advice of Neelix, the crew has popped over to this planet... Bania? Something like that. I think it's Bania. Neelix yeah. is stupid. We meet because, the like, Banians. At a, at a yeah, point. we meet the Banians, and there's also these other aliens that... The, what are they? Numeri. There was yeah, the Numeria. Numeria. There's the Benians. 
You're sure, right. The Benians, I don't know how it's pronounced. The so. Benians and the Numeri, they used to cohabit the same planet. Now they don't, but they're still in the same system, I think. And they're like always at war and it's a whole thing. Uh, and they're popping by to see the Benians because apparently they're like really good with warp fields or something. And they're going to improve Voyager's efficiency. It really is beside the point. It's to get them there so that Tom Paris can allegedly kill a scientist. And on this world, the punishment for murder is every 16 or 14 hours, one or the other. 14. 14 hours, you relive the murder through the eyes of your victim, because through some sort of magic science, the, um, they can like... Katra. Using their yeah, Katra. <laughs> they can Katra some people, like their last moments. They then, you know... Let Harry go back to the ship after almost killing him via dehydration. Uh, mean. And, uh, Jesus. Yeah, yeah I was say, that, must, that must be a motherfucker of a way to go, too. Harry, yeah, no, th- Harry is having a bad series so far. Already. Like, just... Yeah, they, they'd gone with the shuttle because Janeway was like, I don't want to go with the ship and cause a whole kerfuffle. But now she's like, well, fuck this noise. So she goes in and is like, we are going to prove his innocence. Uh, Tuvok, being the security officer, is also chief detective, as we know from TNG and DS9. And he I says, it was Data. Um, yeah, it's true. Wasn't he the science officer, though? Yeah. He wasn't the security officer. Oh, right, you said security, not science, sorry. But, um, so Tuvok does some investigating, and, uh, you know, meanwhile it turns out the implant, while it's fine, if psychologically torturous for the Venians is actually, like, destroying Tom's brain. So they're like, well, we could remove the implant, but then we might have to revert to the old method of punishment for murder, which was execution. Whoops. Um, Classic. Yep, 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 yep. So eventually, you know, there's, there's, you know, Tom is like, I don't remember anything. Yes, me and this woman were kind of making eyes at each other. The guy who kills her husband and lips. But he doesn't remember the actual murder. She gave him some tea, and it was probably spiked. And at some point, Tuvok's like, well, clearly the only answer here is a mind meld. And everyone loses their shit, because we haven't seen one of those since, like, Star Trek VI. Because we haven't had a regular Vulcan crew member in the longest time. And wasn't the uh, one in VI the really creepy, mind yes, awful one? What the was fuck, that before Spock? or after, was it Unification, when Sarek and it Spock was, milled it, with Picard? Oh, well, right. In Sarek, Sarek melds with Picard. And I forgot about in that. Unification, Picard melds, melds with Sarek. That's right. But either way, it's still it's been a while. It's been a hot minute. So oh, yeah. Tuvok melds with, with Paris. And it's like, okay, I've got some stuff. And first of all, he's like, so did anyone notice this text? And Tom's like, yeah, I just assumed that was part of it. And the locals are like, it's not supposed to be text. Uh, and then he's like, oh, also, uh, the heights don't make sense. Tom is... But taller than the lady, but apparently, like, based on the stabbing, he couldn't have been Tom. And Anyway, uh, it works out that this is a really elaborate scheme to implant... Don't forget secret... the dog, Chris. Oh, I'm getting to that. Okay, secret good. information into Tom's head so that he'd then be kidnapped by the Numiri who would take it out of his head and then they'd kill him or whatever. And yeah, the, the, the culprits were the wife and the... Um, the doctor doesn't get a name. Oh, that's stupid. Yep. Uh, yeah, the doctor who did the implant in the first place, who it turns out was also fucking the guy's wife. Woo! And yeah, part of the part of the proof of that is the fact that the wife's ugly, 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 horrible dog is nasty, is like barky at strangers. 
But when he's let into the room, not only doesn't dislike the doctor, starts to try to hump his leg. See, they originally Clearly. wanted only the guy in the picture, not the guy of the dog. But yeah. oh wait, that was last episode. Thank you, thank you, Abe. Clearly, the dog had fucked the doctor previously, <laughs> or at least his leg. Yeah. So yeah. So um, yeah, that's basically it. I mean, I described it kind of poorly, but it's also yeah. kind of yeah. dumb. It's yeah. Dumb. It's, it's it's like a weird. Awful. It's like a weird. Fucking uh Poirot. Yeah, well it's like they took it's like yeah. they took elements from necessary evil mm-hmm. and hard time yeah. and combined them into this really shitty melon. With matter of perspective. Don't forget that one. Oh yeah, there's a little bit of matters yet with the doctor's wife. And Aquil, because there's a dog. And there's that was dog. my first thought. Was like, didn't we do this with Riker already? Yeah. Um, and yeah, Jordy just... and whoever else. Like, yeah, it's not interesting. There's not like the only thing that you could say is kind of sci-fi-y is the whole they're trying to get these equations to the numeri, which co- it, comes out convoluted as hell. It was kind of nice watching Tuvok detective around, but because the resolution was so dumb, it kind of retroactively ruins it. And dear fucking God. I do not know who designed these aliens, but they should be shot out of a cannon. Oh my into god, the sun. that's oh, right. That's the the thing stupid you fur oh, and stupid feather bird, fucking the aliens. Bird heads I thought it was going to be the dog you didn't like because I did not like the, oh, I the, the dog resolution either, but, with the dog. But oh my fuck! Like, look, I was talking about evolution. Maybe there's an animal. Oh, that not would the have, not the episode evolution, but yeah, actual evolution. Yeah, but yeah, like maybe there's an animal that would have fur and feathers, but they wouldn't be on the same part of the body. The fact that they have this weird blend of hair and feathers, which at first I thought they always had giant scabs on their heads. Oh. Which was nasty until I realized it was feathers just looked dumb. Like, I, they look bad. This makeup was vile. I despised it. It was so stupid and poorly thought out and poorly done. Like, everything about it was the reprehensible. The were kind of cool looking. Like, if it had just been it. feather caps. Yep. Like, they have With feathers no instead of hair. Yeah, they, they looked like fun. burn victims. Yeah, yeah they just, did. Oh my god, they did. Really bad. I don't know who greenlit it. Uh, it was fucking awful. See, maybe because the the makeup artist took last week off, mm. he decided I have more time to play with this week now. It was so. It all like, comes around. It's just well, but they still had to do Neelix this week, so yeah. But they already but, know Neelix's makeup. This is well, the design of the makeup, not the application. And there's also even just the fact that everything about them, aside from the weird feathers on their head, there's nothing particularly bird-like about them. Like they have normal noses. You know, maybe if the noses had looked like they were like beaky, a little more beaky or something, maybe chitinous. Like I just mm. they were like the, if they were like the Rito from uh... kind of yeah, <laughs> yeah from Wind Waker. Oh my god, I'd like, whenever one of them was on screen, which is way too often, all I could do is stare at their dumb heads and go like, I hate this, I hate this, I hate this. Can do confirm you think, that's what he did the whole time. Do you think the curtains match the carpet? Oh god, I hope not. I don't, the fuck knows. They probably have fucking tentacles down there. Well, the curtains didn't even match the drapes, so I don't think anything matches. The curtains they're didn't only, match the curtains! Their only other bird-like feature is a cloaca. Oh, no. And that's why Paris doesn't remember any of this. <laughs> oh, Paris, you horny asshole. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There, and there were just so many cringy scenes. Yep. I know. Like, it kind of harms the Paris character. Like, a lot of people, like, look at this episode in hindsight and say, like, 
yeah, we tried to steer away from making Paris anything like that ever again because it looked, it just came off wrong for his character. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, like, okay, he didn't, he didn't murder the husband, but he definitely didn't act appropriately with the wife. You know, right in the cloaca. Oh, right in the cloaca. <laughs> Episode done. Not really. Uh, <laughs> yeah and and like uh, i have to okay so that i know you know we didn't get neelix last week we got neelix this week and i have to say neelix delivered the best line yes. in the best way yes 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 there's a it's it's my favorite line of the series so far and it's when tuvok says oh i will attempt a mind meld with paris to determine what's going on and and neelix just says i think it's like what what a mind what yeah and then it just cuts to a different scene it's great it was a great (laughs) delivery by ethan phillips yeah and it also reminds you that neelix character yeah it reminds you that they wouldn't know what any of this is they're new to this to all of you people and your and your race's weird abilities how many eyelids does tuvok have five what so many wait till you find out where his heart is that's not what i thought you were gonna say well we know where the where the Benian heart is yeah the, somewhere else that's not doesn't make any sense it's at least still behind the rib cage unlike the vulcan heart mm. which really that just makes no sense but are there genitals behind their knees uh yes Ick. they have a knee cloaca knee-aca, knee-aca. <laughs> my knee aches quite often Ha-ha! oh boom Back to the oh. back to the the Paris character assassination though. Mm. But this was written before they even had cast Robert Duncan McNeil, oh. so they didn't even know who the who the actor was going to be. They were still fleshing out the character. So basically, and this is what I read, was that the the writer ended up basically writing a Kirk and or Riker. I was gonna say a Riker episode. I was just gonna well, say that, that. That's the thing we even saw kind of in the first episode a little was like clearly their original idea for Tom was very like Kirk drift Kirk. Mm-hmm. And this is this Which is, is basically still, Riker. Yeah, we and so we're still kind of in that area. Yeah, I guess they would have written the bulk of the first season without even knowing who was going to play those characters. That never occurred to me, but yeah, it's sort of obvious in retrospect. Hmm. That's crazy. I know you'd think like it must help so much when you're writing and you know at le- at the very least what the actor is going to look like because you know they wrote very specifically like oh he's going to be this much taller than the woman <laughs> without true. even having cast any of these roles yet. Good news, we cast Peter Dinklage. Well, they're a fucking. But also, it's easy. Those show. are those are details that are very easy to change. No, I know. Oh yeah. And, and yes, finding a woman who is shorter than an like a, a female actor who is shorter than a male actor is probably really easy. He'd be a good corrupt admiral, Peter Dinklage. Ooh, yeah, he would. That'd be real fun. Doesn't he uh, read? Doesn't he? What does he do? Drink food and knows things, or what the fuck is it? Drink I drink food. and I know things. I mean, that's that's his character on a different show. Uh, that's not necessarily Peter Dinklage. Yeah, I just couldn't remember what it was that Tyrion said. Yeah, so. no, I, I just feel like I mean, he could also play a good admiral, but I'd rather watch him as an evil one. I feel like he. I would just it. love to see him on Star Trek. He'd be fucking great. Yeah. I mean, he is fucking great. Yeah, so this episode, written by Michael Piller, and it was his decision to, or his his recommendation that they shoot it in black and white and go real noiry with it. Mm. And director LeVar Burton comes in and says, That's right. Yeah, let's go real noiry with it. Because every time we've do- do- done noir, it's been perfect. Oh, 
Oh, not every time. Not every yeah, time, Lavar. No, it doesn't. It doesn't work. It's it's a dumb device. I know it's what worked kind of once. When, when did it work? I I thought you really liked past prologue. Not past prologue. The one with Kira in oh Kira murdering somebody in the past. Yeah. Um. I just I literally just said the name of the episode. Yeah. Months ago. God damn it. Um. That one though. You know the one. Yeah. Damn it. Blanking on it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess it worked okay. You know, it's got the great Columbo moment and everything mm-hmm. in that one. And I, and I think that they were trying to do the same thing here and establish that because, you know, having Tuvok as the security officer is somewhat unexpected for a Vulcan, right? You expect the Vulcan to be the science officer. Hmm. But we have this Vulcan security officer, but he's still got all those Vulcan traits. And it's like, yeah, but but now that you think about it, having a Vulcan security officer is actually a really good idea because they're going to have less bias, presumably, mm-hmm. if they don't bullshit a lot. They're super uh, strong. They're Way super more strong, neck pinches. A lot of neck pinches. Oh, yeah, that's and, brilliant. And they're great at fucking working out logic puzzles. Like, yeah. they're, they're like, every one of them is a Sherlock Holmes. Mm-hmm. So I get the impulse for them to want to do this episode because it could really demonstrate like, oh, look, yeah, yeah, Tuvok's actually really good at this detective shit. But they came up with a really stupid mystery. Yeah. <laughs> and a really stupid solution to the mystery. Oh, so yeah. Stupid. And it was like, stolen directly from a Holmes uh, Holmes book, too. Oh, of course it is. The whole dog thing. Yeah. Which one? Um, uh, the Adventure of Silver Blaze apparently also has a dog reveal. And there's a there's a Poirot, Poirot story called Mystery at Hunter's Lodge, which also has a dog, but I don't know. I don't, the dog isn't used in the same way, but there's also like the dog that helps. Mm. It's, but it's a... also just it's they point to it like this is the evidence. Yeah, the dog not hating somebody is not evidence of a murder. Yeah, my cats hate Chris. Is Chris a murderer? No, no. If they liked Chris, it would mean <gasps> that he was a murderer. Oh. So you're saying one likes me, one hates me. What does that mean? It means you've you're you're both a murderer and a not murderer, depending on which cat you ask. I also just kind of feel like her dog wouldn't like the person that killed its other owner. No, the dog didn't like the husband either. Oh, really? I don't know. <laughs> I could... <laughs> Yeah, husband, I know it was hideous. Husband, husband was the the one that gave the dog that horrible haircut. No, that's just called mange. A dog uh, had fucking mange. No, it was it was a, a, it was a chihuahua that they blow dried. <laughs> dog had mange. So did all um, the aliens on that planet. That explains their heads. Oh my god, mm-hmm. that's exactly what it was. They all had mange and fleas. But it was mm. like a straight up Scooby Doo reveal too, right? Because they oh, bring in yeah. the dog, and suddenly everyone's like. Oh, you got us! You know, it's like God, when oh, they gee. when Tuvok asks Doctor So and So, who doesn't get a fucking name, stand up next to what's her name, Lydell. Uh, oh, you two are close to the same height. It's like re- really, that's any of your evidence? Someone has a specific height. That's got to be a large proportion of your whole populace. I mean, admittedly, he also was the one that made the implant, so that helps. Here's here's my question. Let's talk about let's talk about. The doctor and Lydell's scheme, and who was involved in which parts? How much of this was Tolan, the deceased, a part of any of this? I don't think he was at all. No, was he, he was, just, was he, he was trying just, to get? 
No, he was just he was being cuckolded by 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 uh, by uh, the the doctor. We don't have his name, and the doctor was also a spy for the Numeri. Was and Lydell, or was she just you know? I, I think she piece was of ass. just she was she was just a piece of ass, feathery she knew, ass. She, she knew what was going on. She was in on it. She like for her, it's like oh, I get to get rid of this husband that I don't really care for. You know, I'll get to have some fun with the doctor. I'll get to have some fun with Tom Paris for a little while. Great. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know if she was even involved. Or Did she aware get the, the equations? The... Maybe. I don't know. Like how did that, that's my question is how the doctor Yeah, how the doctor got these equations that seemed like they're military secrets. Yeah. Um to implant into Paris's head to pass off to the Numeri. Maybe she did maybe maybe it's not even a uh maybe it was a money thing, you know? Maybe 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 the the doctor's paying Lydell to Bang the up. doctor. Oh. I was going to say to cuckold him. Because <laughs> actually, yeah. I mean, is it actually established that, that there was a cuckold situation? Like, maybe it wasn't. Maybe it was straight up just just a spy thing. Maybe there was no sex. Yeah, it's true. We don't know. There was sex. I mean, probably. But it could have just been like, hey, I'll give you, you a... Want to make a, some quick I'll bucks? give you a million... Quato, quat, quat lose quat lose. If, if you, you know, I'll off your husband for you. We'll blame it on this other dude. You got to get me some files and I'll hook you up with the money. Wham, bam. Thank you, ma'am. Oh, no. Yeah. Why am I being murdered? <laughs> <laughs> what am I going to do with this money now? Oh, I did. Oh no, why am I being murdered? Famous last words. <laughs> uh. All right, if I'm ever murdered, I'm going to make sure to say that shit. Yes, good. I also felt super bad for Harry Kim in this episode. Seriously. For getting interrogated and tortured to the point that when he returns to the ship, he's incredibly unwell and dehydrated. And why... Why would they tr- do that to Harry Kim? He had nothing to do with it. Because they're assholes. Like, You'd think- that's the thing. We we cannot set aside the fact that they are culturally assholes. Like, they are weird, paranoid lunatics. With- Felix didn't tell us any of this. <laughs> well, he said he avoided these people because they all seemed terrible, which makes sense. I thought he just avoided the Numeri. I thought he liked these guys because he was like, yeah, yeah, these guys will help you fix your ship up. Well, either way, I feel like he just avoided the area as best he could because it was a war zone. Yeah, but I would think returning one of your officers to you in this beat-up fucking state would cause some kind of, like, political dispute. Yes. Well, it would have if they were in their own quadrant. Yeah. Like, if Starfleet could get to them, they'd probably fuck them up. Oh my god, they'd go full fucking, what was it, Order General Order 24 or whatever on those motherfuckers? Yeah. <laughs> Like, we don't know. We don't, like, they apparently are really good with engines, but we don't know much else about them. For all we know, even a little scout-like Voyager could fucking decimate their population from space. So Janeway does something else, but she claims she's, uh, she's filled a shuttle pod 
with some kind of explosive device when when, when, oh, she, yeah. when she's baiting the Numiri into seeing yeah. like, okay, do the Numiri just want Paris? Is that what they want? Yes, okay. And my question is, was she just corbamiting there, or was that shuttle pod actually full of explosives? Oh no, that was a that was full on corbamite. Nice. Yeah, it would. I think I I don't know. I could have gone either way because they if they could have scanned it for explosives and confirmed it. Mm. Um, but I was. It occurred to me though that if if this were an episode of Lower Decks. She would have just said it was Corbamite. Yep. And, and then the every, fans would every, every fan would, would ejaculate <laughs> immediately. Simultaneously. <laughs> it was as if a million souls were crying out at once. <laughs> um, yeah, but it would be interesting if like Corbamite was like just a buzzword that Starfleet captains use when they need something to, to bluff with. Ironically, it's called the Kirk Maneuver now. <laughs> and of course, I mean, no one's heard it in the Delta Quadrant, so it's it's mm-hmm. new there. Oh yeah, uh, our, our McKee tactic is also new in the Delta Quadrant. Yeah. We got to see uh, Chakotay oh, do, yeah. some, do some stunning feats. But then yeah. again, it's not like, it's not the most creative tactic. Like, pretend that we're more damaged than we are is not like some revolutionary military thing it's it's uh i think it was venting some stuff to make it look like they were actively on fire or something yeah they're i think that kinda. was what he did yeah but people have been doing that for fucking <laughs> centuries well yeah, i was gonna say it was literally a revolutionary tactic we probably did it during the american revolution or something even janeway was like uh this, <laughs> this isn't bad new. people really yeah that that's was another a... thing kirk did though mm, yeah i think it was in the oh. ultimate computer Play dead and maybe uh maybe they won't kill you. Yeah. Quick, uh, make it so yeah. we're at kind of a wonky angle. There are no angles in space. Do it! <laughs> but there is a there is a little bit of a B plot here with uh again Kess and the Doctor. Yeah. And Kess trying to help the Doctor come up with a name for himself. Ugh. And uh, I you know, I'm... But Go notice it, that, you know, she, at one point she's like, Oh, what names what are names of doctors that you like? And and he lists off a bunch of names. And one of them he lists off was was Doctor Galen. And Picard's assuming, friend. yeah, assuming it's the same Galen, maybe. I mean, I presume there could be other Galens. It's not a terribly uncommon name, I guess. But he's an archaeology professor. Yeah, it seems a little strange that 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 would be one of the doctors. That the doctor would 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 have uh, knowledge. Maybe about it's him. just a name he likes. Maybe. Maybe. Also, there's you, you, a. You first thought he said Doctor Quace. Well, I thought he. Well, no, I thought he said Dalen, which in my head I was like, oh, Dalen Quace. Who Bev's friend. Bev's friend. Yeah, from, from Remember Me. Yeah. Um. So I. That's who I thought he was talking about when he. And I just crossed synapses in my brain. Dalen and Galen. And then of uh, course then he, he mentions like, oh no no that's he said he said Galen who was Picard's friend. He also uh, mentions which Dr. makes Spock. much less sense. So I wonder if maybe they had the uh, the writers had the same confusion and were thinking of of Doctor Quace and that, that would have made a lot more sense. Yeah, because he was an actual medical doctor and a good name. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but also uh, yeah. presumably by Doctor Spock he meant the child rearing expert from the twentieth century, not. Clearly. The scientist. He could have gotten his doctorate. You don't know. Oh, he definitely uh, has one, but it's like, again, presumably he'd be looking at physicians, not. 
I don't know. He doesn't say I'm gonna I'm gonna think only of physicians. He thinks he says I'm gonna think of some doctors I like. But why would so, he even know those doctors? Why would they program knowledge? Program. But why would what program like? Oh, you need to know this preeminent archaeology professor for some reason. Maybe it's for like patter with um patients. Maybe. <laughs> which he's bad at. Yeah, yeah so which, you like uh You like archaeology? <laughs> yeah. That's what the kids are into these days. Well, now, I'm gonna here's s- the thing now, the doctor has I don't know if he's done it yet. I he must have, but he will eventually start dropping bonesisms and, mm-hmm. and saying i'm a doctor not a bleh oh a yeah. lot way more than bones ever did so it's very yeah. clear oh, that he did do it once didn't he he might have already done it but he does it a lot uh mm-hmm. so it's it's clear from context then that at least one of the influences that he's been programmed with was dr mccoy mm. so i'm a little bit uh i'm a little bit disappointed or, or maybe he just doesn't like mccoy that that, that didn't come up because, well, who, but you know what can, it would be. Who can replace McCoy? If he called it, if he, if he also, if he named himself Doctor McCoy, then everyone would be coming in. This guy isn't the real McCoy. Uh, I knew a real McCoy joke was coming. I just wasn't sure how you were going to deliver it. Look, so I'm happy. Very off chance that anyone listening to this has actually not seen most of or a lot of Voyager. I'm going to spoil something right now because fuck it. He never picks a name. Right. Uh, little me was super like cock blocked by that. Pissed me off as a child that he never got around to it. So I'm just gonna save you the headache. He never picked. He's just the doctor. Yeah, you'd think yeah. they'd. You think they'd bring it back up again, but they 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 got it drop more or less for a very long time. Yeah, I think it just becomes less important to him over time. He realizes that. A name isn't what what he needs. He just, you know, he needs to find himself. He needs a crew, which when I think last episode, I was kind of surprised that when Janeway asks, is there anything you need? He doesn't say fucking help. Mm. He just wants control. Couldn't say say fucking Star Trek yet, Ames. (laughs) Mm. What were you saying, Chris? He just, you know, wants control over his on off switch, which is fair. I feel like that's probably his first big ask. Yeah, and he'd ask for some equipment, I think, via Kess. Don't call Kess that. <laughs> oh, you know what we saw for the first time in fucking decades is some kind of a truth-telling device. Oh, yeah, that's Paris right, Paris is I telling forgot. the truth. Wow, we haven't seen this thing in four fucking ever, because we usually just use a Betazoid. Yeah. But we killed ours. <laughs> yeah, 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 because TOS had the, uh... Flawless lie detector that was never seen until right now. There's there is a Betazoid on board. I'm just pointing that out. We haven't met him, but he is there. Oh, is there? Okay. I know. I know. I know. Staddy was, and she died in Caretaker. So yeah, you know. Which I mean, I, I'm sure a part of she lay there dying was like, well, this sucks, but at least Tom can't hit on me anymore. Mind you, the Betazoid that's on board is a bit of a nut, so you might not want want him taking do, doing this. Well, we have a device in the wall that's better than anything that most Betazoids can do. Yeah. Well. As Caitlin pointed out, Tuvok didn't have to do, like, the litany or anything. Just hands on the face and in we go. Yeah, he's, oh, just, nice. he's just that good at it. But here's here's the other thing, right? So, evidently, the Benians have a technology that lets them extract memories by doing some kind of syn- synaptic 
Couldn't they use the same technology to get a image of Tom's brain? You'd think. Or the wife, for that matter, to get the accurate, like, the memory of that those events. Yeah, but the both of them can talk to you. The dead guy can't. Yeah, but if, the if like, it seems like using the dead guy's memory as evidence, but not the perpetrator's Flawless memory. evidence, too. You know, or other witnesses. My first like, thought was, they should mind meld the dog. Well, yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's. It's, it's, it seems a little strange to me. Maybe like maybe you can only do that procedure with if the person's dead. Maybe that's the reason. Maybe. But for that matter, you know, they could have done a mind meld with Tom. Like, because, you know, I mean, he did do a mind meld with Tom, but, but Tuvok could have also looked at Tom's memories of the event itself. And he would have been like, huh, looks like Tom was unconscious at this time. So mm. Mm, interesting. Mm. Oh, let's ask the wife. Oh, huh. The wife remembers a totally different person doing the murder. I was Here's definitely... the other thing, because I know we've seen back in the last episode of TOS, Name's Gone, that when Spock was saying, oh, I might melded with the lady who's pretending to be Kirk, or Kirk who's pretending to be a lady, or some weird thing that was happening in that, in that goddamn episode. Turnabout Intruder, that's the one. They were all like, no, Spock's probably lying. Because, you know, Vulcans, always with the lying. <laughs> <laughs> Like, why would they necessarily trust anything Tuvok would say? Yeah. Also, this well, this really they, must They didn't like... have to because the dog, the dog told them all they needed to know. God damn mm. that dog. And all dogs go to heaven, which means they mustn't be liars. I imagine that when this was dealt with, it was dealt with in a very hush-hush way. Because now, like, their entire system is thrown into doubt by this, if it gets out. Doubt if it gets out? Hmm. Like, wait a minute, you guys have always said this was flawless and couldn't be tampered with. Um, their society collapses the next week thanks to the riots. Yeah. Fucking well, so, prime directive. So here's, so here's another thing. So the the only people who have witnessed this memory were, well, the victim. Paris and Tuvok. He, well, Paris, Tuvok, and who, the person that testified at the trial. The AI? Right. Is that what they said it was? It was an AI? Yeah, they would they would take the uh, the engrams from the dead guy and put them in an AI because the AI would be unbiased. So, how do they know, going back to your point, how do they know that the perpetrator was the same height as the wife? They only have Tuvok's word to go on it. Can the AI say that? I assume they removed the program and put just from the AI and just put it in Paris. So I don't know. Because yeah, at this point, yeah, they only have Tuvok's word that uh, that the that they were the same height. For all we know, Tuvok just happened to notice that the doctor and the wife were the same height, Mm. and was like, "Huh, okay, cool." Yeah, it's yeah. not exactly the slam dunk he thinks it is. Yeah, really, the the biggest evidence is the the writing that you can see in the middle yeah. of the memory that I assume the court never saw. I assume that that's nope. only in the Paris brain version. Yeah. And how does he prove that exists? Because no one else can see that, and Paris is bu- is busy dying every time this happens. So yeah, really convoluted this episode. I Some did appreci- interesting like black mirror ideas, but. Yeah, most mostly confusing. Dumb. I I did appreciate the Poirot esque accusing parlor scene later, though. It's like, 
Quickly gather everyone in the living room. You know, like you do when it's a noir. Yeah, yeah, or, yeah, yeah. Except not really. Again, that's more of a Poirot thing than a noir thing. Yeah. It's a little of both. Tuvok with a little curled mustache. He'd look good. Would he? Probably. Fair you know, enough. He, he's a good guy. He's uh, a good-looking dude. I mentioned um, in the previous episode we covered that there was there was some onset sass. There was some also oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. some onset sass in this episode that they mentioned on the Memory Alpha. So I'm going to say it here, and that's that when they're when they're filming the mind meld and they're doing the mind meld scene and it's all tense and stuff, and then Tim Russ starts singing "I'm Feeling Good." <laughs> nice. I don't know. I feel I feel like everybody everybody's very funny, and they're and they're buddies together. And I think that also. Makes them a good crew. Yeah. Oh, definitely. Uh, There's another so... quick anecdote mm-hmm. in that Roxanne Dawson only had one line this whole episode, and it was some techno babble. Mm. But she, I can't even think think of where in the episode it even was because it was very one fucking line for for Bellana to deliver. Yeah. And Roxanne says, "Oh, it's just one line. I won't. Ha- I don't have to come to re- to rehearse that. I don't. I'll just do it on the day. And on the day." It's like some techno babble that just doesn't want to come out of her mouth because it's so just wordy nonsense. Whoops. And of course, it's also the day that there's some like reporters milling around doing reportery things. No, oh, Jesus. And Lavar has to, you know, tap arm around the back. Now, Roxanne, I know it's really hard and, uh, and you'll be able to get it. Just have to, you know, let the line come. And, and she's mortified, like, I know I can do it. This is just literally one stupid line. I'm never going to not rehearse again. <laughs> And they all learned an important lesson that day. I imagine this show must have more outtakes than any of its predecessors, just because the sheer amount of going, the drive has been disconnected, but fuck. Ah, let's take it again. Disestablishify oh, the, the hoodly what's it. What? What did you say, Ames? I don't remember now. That was the line. Oh, yes, that was the line. <laughs> Recompile the GPU. We learned that Tuvok has had a wife of 60-something years. Mm. So I kept thinking, oh, yeah, when Paris is all like, I'll be your friend, Tuvok's like, I don't need friends. I got my wife. <laughs> Fuck you, people. I got my wife and my books, and eventually my weird... Kerplunk game. Kerplunk? Not really Kerplunk, but it involves little sticks. Hmm. Should we uh should we shift on to this week's project since Oh yeah, we gotta kinda, we've run out of steam on this pile. Yeah, yeah not yeah, a not a, a well one good one this week, one clunker this week. So it'll be really fun to revisit season one at the end of the season. Mm. Both of these might come up. We'll see. Uh but what we're doing this week for our fun blog post activity, blog post corner, because <laughs> we were, we're just finishing up doing all kinds of like um, movie related activities, and our final movie related activity is going to be watching all the teasers. Ooh, and and seeing like, do they do a good job? Are they actually shit? You guys, we will be surprised that there's a that it, that some do some do both. Huh. I feel um, like in my having seen like trailers from throughout the years, like 
trailers as an art form really weren't nailed until maybe the 90s. So I bet a lot of them are going to be bad. Old trailers. I don't even think they needed trailers sometimes because it's just lists of the cast. Mm. Like, they don't tell you a fucking thing except, hey, there's a movie. You're probably going to see it because there's nothing else to do in life. I I remember seeing once a trailer for like a 40s film and it was literally just a, a plot summary. Like, we talk now about sometimes a trail give away too much. This one literally out loud told you what happened. It's like... Including the was, ending? I think so. Oh. Like, it was like, whoa, whose idea was this? All right. Chris is going to cut most of this because you all listening to us watch trailers is going to be mm. boring as fuck. But all the trailers, you can eat, you can find them online. You can find them in our blog post. Links here. Click now. Watch all the trailers yourselves and uh, enjoy along with us after Chris cuts all this. <laughs> what am I looking for? Star Trek. The motion picture. There it is. So we're going to watch on Plex so that we don't have to deal with YouTube ads. All right, here's the motion picture, guys. Fuck you. No, it's, it's the poster we like. <laughs> oh, my God, with the way they segued into it. Oh, my yeah. God. So that one. That's wow. Something. Do we want to do we want to talk now or wait till the end? Let's talk now. Great. So Let's we just talk after each one. The motion picture uh, trailer, wow. which is just a list of things that happen. And again, like if you haven't watched it. Listeners, you first of all should. But it goes like, it's the return of Kirk and Spock and McCoy and Scotty. And joining them are Deckard and Ilea. And it's like, wow, fuck off Uhura, Sulu, and Chekhov, apparently. I love how they they show Scotty, too, with one frame. Yeah, but Scotty, I mean, you know, he's kind of... And I mean, they don't even show Sulu or Uhura in the trailer. Chekhov is at least there for a femtosecond. Oh, yeah, that mm, that is a 70s-ass trailer. Well, so the thing about it is, I can sort of see they're trying to set it up like, hey, if you've never seen Star Trek, and you feel like you can't see Star Trek, let's introduce you to some of the key players, so maybe you feel more comfortable coming to see a movie about Star Trek, of which you know nothing. I'm not saying they succeeded, I'm saying I see what they were trying to do. In in finding that trailer, because there's there's another alternate trailer I can find online that literally is just introducing each cast member saying, you know, William Shatner as Kirk. Oh no. uh, Leonard Nimoy as Spock, and just go, and that's all it does. It it says nothing about the show, the the movie, It, it doesn't show anything, it's literally just, here's the cast. The end. <laughs> I do like that the whole ad makes it look like it's a much more action-packed film than it is. Yeah, you'd think more like the the amazing visuals would be on display, but they're kind of not. They may not have been done at the time. Who knows, you know? Oh, that's true. They did wait until the last second to get those done, so. Yeah, but. And again, they wanted it to look like Star Wars, which it isn't. Woof. Yeah, so far, that one's my least favorite, but we've also only watched the one but so far. But so far, it's my my most favorite, so there you go. <laughs> hey, y'all, let's watch, uh, let's watch the Wrath of, Wrath of Khan together. He wasn't really left for dead. Yeah, no, no. He was left for starting over in a new world. Well, yeah. it turned out to be left for dead. They just didn't know. True. 
Yeah. But it wasn't like malicious. I, you know, I, I know intent doesn't matter when you've hurt someone, but it was never Kirk's intention to maroon him in a desert wasteland and have all his people die. Yeah, only the first part. Yeah. Well, no, because City Alpha 5 wasn't a desert. It was lush and tropical. Well, that's right, it, it was, was a nice place. Space Australia. They had pineapples and coconuts. Yeah, and those horrible buggies that go in your ears. Oh, those things. Uh, yeah, so as a trailer, that one does a good... Because also, I feel like Wrath of Khan, as a story, is fairly easy to sum up in that it's... Yeah. Khan wants to do a wrath. Yeah. Um, or rather to do a vengeance, but, but that's not the title. While something like the motion picture, like, how the fuck do you describe the motion picture? You can't. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's that's why they decided that they needed villains. Because, yeah. I don't know, Voyage Home doesn't have villains, and we'll, we'll see that one in a minute, so. Mm. Yeah, but I think first. good good trailer, though, because it's it sums up what the movie's going to be what 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 it's going to look like and what it's going to be about. Yeah, I'm trying to think of these and watch these from the perspective of do they make me want to go watch the movie? Like That's do they succeed do as advertisements for for the film? Yeah. And I think that one does. That that looks interesting. Yeah, yeah. I think they did a pretty good job and I can look at it you know, both as like what if I'd never seen the movie and also having seen the movie, I know that they are not lying as much in this. Yeah, there's also the previous one. People who've seen the show are going to say like, "Ooh, I want to see Khan again. That'll be interested. Interesting. People who haven't seen the show are going to be like, "Ooh, who's this Khan guy? He sounds interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was a good balance. Uh, Who's this Khan man? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Y'all ready for Search for Spock? Y'all ready for this? Oh, boy. No, not at all. Yes. But since I have no choice, I guess I'll allow it. That was stupid. That was terrible. This is also the shortest. This is this is the it shortest also, of the teasers. It doesn't explain anything about why it's called the search for Spock. Well, they're assuming you saw two. Okay, yeah, but you kinda can't it has nothing to do with, with Spock, though. That whole trailer had nothing to do with it. That, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's true. They, I'm just what saying they should have done not... is, is, like, opened it with some cuts from Sarek talking to Kirk about the Katra. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and then and then I you know, I would have gone straight up to the I like that they showed the stealing the Enterprise, because that's mm-hmm. that's very cool. Yeah, it's very cool. It's very And Kirk. then I like that they showed the bird of prey and that we we know that there's Klingons involved. I'm glad they didn't show any Spock, because that would have been bad. Oh yeah. Then you go uh, then they'll stupid. then you know they find him. And, but um, they also did give away the other big thing. Yeah, the biggest twist of the movie isn't that they found Spock, because you knew they were going to find Spock, because it's the search for Spock. The fucking biggest, you know, spoiler there, they show the fucking ship getting blown up. That's ridiculous. How do you do that in the trailer, you sons of bitches? Seriously. Like, that's the thing. Like, if, if I didn't know that movie and I, you know, this, you know, we're going back this the 1980s. And I go watch this movie, I'm expecting, okay, we're going to go on an adventure, we're going to find Spock, he's somehow resurrected, yada, Ooh, yada, yada. Ooh, there's Klingons, that'll and be then, fun. And then, holy shit, they just blew up the ship. Fuck, that's crazy. Uh, but kinda, no, it's in the fucking trailer, fuck it. It's funny, I was just thinking this, like, I kind of want to, I don't know if we talked about this when we talked about Star Trek 3, but like, 
I, I kind of wonder what the reactions were when Christopher Lloyd was cast as a Klingon. Because, like, before then, his biggest <laughs> thing had been one of the... Taxi? Had been, yeah, like, one of the guys in Cuckoo's Nest, and then Reverend Jim. And it's like, Reverend Jim's gonna be a Klingon? It's like, oh, he's but not again, just gonna they had be a... really, they had barely established the new Klingons yet. Well, that's the thing, uh, is he then, I mean, basically, he establishes Klingons until Michael Dorn. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, but I kind of wonder the time, it's like... sucks. Gorkon like, we like. Gorkon and, and Azipur will be fun. Oh, but they, he, but those are when TNG's already airing. Yeah. Yeah. Those, they, they're new Klingons. But yeah, we, I know we definitely did talk about the fact that, like, his influence on modern Klingons is, you know, it never entirely goes away, you know? There is a lot of Christopher Lloyd in... Every Klingon after him. Including the Discovery Klingons. Maybe. Hmm. That'd be interesting. That'd be interesting to see. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, Search for Spock trailer, though. It felt more like the TOS trailer, the um, the TMP trailer, in terms of just how narrate-heavy it kind of was. Yeah, very heavy. If, the, yeah, if it didn't give away the destruction of the Enterprise, I'd say it was pretty decent, but... Fuck, man. Yeah. Although I think, think, like, there's a total shift. When you mentioned earlier that, like, trailers change at some point, I feel like there's a change that happens right around the early 2000s where they just stop doing narration in, in yeah. uh, it dies out. trailers. They just they just don't do it anymore. Yeah, you, you, you tell your story with video, not with narration. Right. You show instead of telling, yeah. exactly, yeah. Like Although, that. thinking on it, and we'll see as we go through this, I feel like every Enterprise destruction is maybe spoiled in trailers. We'll see. Oh, let's find yeah. out. Moving forward, we're going to watch the Voyage Home trailer. This feels like the whole movie. Yeah, a yeah. little bit. It's just a summary. Except, have they shown the whales at all yet? Just a, a fin. They showed a whale. Or a fluke. Oh, I fucking hate that. Yeah, so what The Voyage Home as a film does excellently is balance comedy and dr- and sci-fi and drama. What this what the trailer what does this trailer do well. does is make it look like a fucking sitcom. Yeah. It also like gives away a lot. It does. I gotta say I would want to watch that movie if I saw that trailer. Oh, I think, yeah. I think that, I think it maybe shows too much. I think it showed way too much of, of the trying to escape the aircraft carrier bit. Yeah. Like, it basically showed that whole scene just cut up. Yeah. But it looks like a fun movie. It looks like something I'd want to go see. It does. It looks silly as hell, though. Like, it doesn't look like it has, you know, a good grasp on comedy. It looks like it has a good grasp on being fucking silly. I think that's the only way you could sell that movie, though. It's tough, yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a tough sell. Because, like, if you say we're gonna do a movie with Star Trek, but it's gonna take place in the in present day, so much of that has to be the culture shock and the culture mm-hmm. clash yeah. of these future people visiting present day. So I think I think they kind of have to show it that way. And I, I and I, I yeah, I think that they could have gone. I mean, come to think of it, though, there weren't a lot of serious scenes in that movie. It's mostly comedy. Hmm. It's mostly a comedy film. Yeah. Not so, enough whales, too. Yeah, they, yeah, did, they, they didn't, didn't even they show the whales. Like, they, once again. Yeah, they showed, like, part of one whale, but, but yeah. Well, I mean, that's... I, I guess that's kind of giving it away, though, if they show too much of the whales, right? Yeah, but well, you, you learn the, the first answer scene. To the problem. You yeah, learn very early you need is. whales. 
Well, yeah, but by then you've already bought the ticket. They don't give a shit after that. I think it's kind of, in a way, it's nice considering how much it did kind of give away that it didn't give away the fact that the key was Wales. It didn't give away the fact that in three, they blew up the Enterprise. (laughs) Yeah, seriously. So already points for that. Yeah. Well, I mean, but we do know they have a new Enterprise. Spoiler. Sorry, Jake, what'd you say? No, I mean, at this point, we just know that they have a Klingon ship. Oh, that's true. Yeah, really, they're the, they're the crew of the uh, Bounty, not the Enterprise. I hate the line, Stardate 1980-whatever. It's not a Stardate. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, who writes Here we these go. things? All right. We're, what we're, did you say? We're you going say where no man has gone before. The final frontier. The greatest oh, Enterprise's adventure or whatever. I can't even fucking imagine how fucking awful this is going to be. The final frontier. Oh, my God. Okay, so I have to admit... The stupid jokes aside, if I didn't know what a Trash Fire 5 oh, was, yeah, I might think good. that was going to be okay. Yeah, I, I It's a way agree. better trailer that than a, that film deserves. That was a really good trailer for that movie. Yeah, one I thing like I'll say they, about both this and probably, and probably a bit more of 4, but I was a little more distracted at 4, is they also do a pretty good job of showing the whole crew doing things yeah. and not just Kirk and Spock doing things. Like, yeah. they show that great Bones line, they show a great Uhura line, they show a great checkoff line. It's like, well, man, well, they show a checkoff here. line. Let's not get carried away. They show Chekhov having the best day of his fucking life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's like flying the ship. When does he what ever I, get to do that? What I, I know, like- I'm just bu- I'm just busting balls on, on Walter, who I love. I'm just kidding around. <laughs> what I uh, really appreciate is that if you don't stop and think and go, no, Lawrence Luckinbill is far too old. They kind of try to make you think, wait, is this Spock's secret son? Because it's like the huh. past he must confront, not, you know, it's his brother. Yeah, and they show a, a baby. In it's like just shadow. vague enough that you can be like, hold on a well, second. Yeah, who is this guy going to be to Spock? Like, yeah, that's a, that, so, it's, it's good that they also don't give it away, you know, which like is other surprising. <laughs> So, yeah, I will say, like, again, I know what the end result was, but if I didn't, I'd have been like, cool. All right. Yeah. Trailers are great liars. (laughs) Yeah, honestly, so far, that would probably be the one that I thought looked the best. It's probably the most modern so far. Hmm. All right, we're going to move on. I mean, still with the narration, but. Well, yeah, you don't you don't get away from narration for quite a while. Yeah. Like, like the narrator guy voice is just so well known. For a reason, because he's in every single movie that exists. Yeah. All right, we're going to watch Undiscovered Country now. Well, once again, disgusting font choice. Mm. <laughs> yeah, Yeah, we remember that font. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I feel like the trailer makes it into much more of an action movie than it actually mm. is. Might I mean, there is, a, there, there is a fair amount of action, but... Like... It starts off with the right tone, very somber, very like... That, again, that very weird time everyone was in where the Soviet Union collapsed and it was kind of like, all right, what now? Yeah. This has been the past 35, 40 years. What? what, what? <laughs> yeah, based uh, based on that they, trailer, I would want to see that movie. That oh, yeah. Same. I think that was oh, a yeah. really good one. I had chills throughout. Like, you know, the whole, you know, Kirk saying, we surrender. Like, ooh, chills. Captain? Yeah. No, we surrender. Definitely, uh, definitely good. I actually remember as a kid, even the TV spots at least, showing off the, like, vast fucking ice wasteland 
they really they liked that image a lot. Oh wow, those Rotten Tomato scores. Yeah, forty eight for generations. Uh, generations, oh, yeah. yeah generations ain't great, but forty eight. That's, that's that's rough. A little harsh. I don't know. It's not a great movie. <laughs> so it's not. That's probably but... I would give it more than a forty eight. But yeah, undiscovered country. I great tone, great. So great feeling of suspense throughout, I think. Yeah. Without giving literally basically anything away, except that there's this tension with Klingons. But, you know, that's just de rigueur. Generations, then? Generations, then. We're going to get to ones that I'm probably going to start kind of remembering. <laughs> bum, 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 bum. Bum, 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 bum. I'm yeah, actually definitely... very surprised there's not more Kirk in this trailer. I mean, there's still way more in the trailer than there is in the movie, though. As you say, yeah. <laughs> it's I'm very actually much sort of surprised. That... <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't leave him to be a like a surprise. To oh me. no, but oh, that no, was like knew. that was the it, selling point of the movie. Yeah. Well, that's unfortunate. Like, like the fact that he's actually hardly in it was kind of bullshit. Yeah, like if you want to market this movie, the marketing of this movie is two captains. Where's One the second cup. captain? Oh no. <laughs> oh well, sorry. What... Um, but yeah, you. I feel like more stuff with Kirk would make more sense. I will say uh, they clearly also amped up the brightness on most of the clips for that trailer. Because remember how fucking dark that movie was? Like, not literally, really. no. not tonally. Like, go back, watch, watch that scene in 10 Forward. It is so, like... The the lights are barely on. It seems like they the idea in that scene was the only source of light was whatever was outside the windows. Like there were so many scenes on the ship that were so 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 dimly lit, and it's like obvious that for the trailer they must have had to have cranked up the brightness just so high. Mm. This also might be a tweaked trailer for YouTube. Mm. Maybe, yeah, but I don't but know. That, yeah. So th- my my issue with this trailer is it doesn't tell us really anything about the movie at all? It tells you so, so, Soren wants to go to a nexus. <laughs> a mad scientist. He wants to destroy energy, a star. Past and present collide. Yeah, I don't know. I, meh. Meh on the trailer. It and also tells also, us that... Huh? It, and it also gives us the, the destruction of the Enterprise again. Bullshit. Yep. Gave it away. Yeah, what a strange thing to do. To be to be like the twist that happens near the end of the movie in your trailer. I mean, I guess, un I feel like unlike Search for Spock, this movie, the destruction of the Enterprise was, I don't know, less. Of I feel a like it was less a spoiler. twist and yeah. more a thing that happens. Yeah. So I, I suppose I, I'll. Yeah, go ahead. It's also possible that they know that like. When audiences would go to the theater to watch it, they'd have the whole Nexus thing. They'd be like, oh, I bet they're going to undo that. Mm-hmm. And then they don't. Mm. So well, also, like, once you've blown up the Enterprise once, who's really surprised when you do it again? That's a good point. Yeah, once, once it's happened, it can happen all the time. Yep. Where am I going? We're going to watch the first Contact trailer. Not two films in a row. <laughs> I thought that was a good one. Uh, yeah. I gotta say, I really hope James Horner was earning royalties on all the fucking times they reused the uh, the Star Trek II 
music in these trailers because I feel like Star Trek One music. No, Star Trek Two. This this trailer opened with the oh. Star Trek Two theme, the Wrath of Khan theme. I see. I, I know it ended with the TMP theme. So yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. It, no, that did. But um, but yeah, they so they used. But that's like the TMP theme is like the Star Trek the, the, the Next TNG Generation theme. theme. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but the James Horner music doesn't really fit there. I mean, it works in this trailer, but it's interesting because I noticed that they used it in uh, two. Uh, actually, I don't think they use it in two. Maybe they did. I don't remember. They didn't they, use it in two, but they use it in three, three and, and five. Four. And four. It was in four. Yeah, yeah, you're right. And here. So it's just like, man, they're getting a lot of mileage out of that music. I mean, he did some excellent work. It's a good, it's a good, yeah, uh, good soundtrack. It's, it's, it, would, it would kind of be a slap not to use it sometimes. But yeah, what I also noticed in this trailer is the, the use of the narration, much more minimal. Yeah. They much more let um various lines of dialogue snipped together tell you what you were about to see and mm. very clearly told you we are going back in time to fix this Borg problem. There you what's go. Inter- what's interesting is there's nothing about who Cromwell is. Mm. Like there's nothing about the fact that they're trying to interrupt the first warp flight in there. Um because I know later must have been the TV spots specifically do show off the like the phoenix opening her nacelles and such so that would get used eventually but in this trailer at least it's just about going back and stopping the borg in the past we don't know why it's 2063 uh we don't know who cromwell is or who lily is they don't say either of the character names um yeah not like in tmp where they have to go person by person and say this is your new officer his name is decker yeah, but I kind of like that they, they're leaving that out right now. We're like, who, who the hell are they going to be? Like, unless you subscribe to Star Trek the magazine or we're using early internet stuff, you'd have to wait until a commercial told you, hey, guess what, motherfucker? It's Zephram Cochran. If Whoa. you were a big Star Trek nerd, you were definitely already on the internet. True. But the more casual, like, you know. My parents aren't, like, big Star Trek nuts, but they would go to the movies. What does that have to do with the internet? They weren't on the internet. Really? Oh, oh, I was like, and? Like, there were there were a lot of people who would go to the movies that wouldn't necessarily be online. Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, yes, of course. Ah, uh, now this one, I feel like I remember being a big, big liar. Insurrection? Yeah. Let's find out. They were like, come see this good movie. <laughs> yeah. And you were like, I doubt it. <laughs> Why does Riker not have facial hair in this movie? Whose fucking terrible idea was that? Uh, Deanna. Oh, is this the one where they get? Is this the one where they get married? Is that no. why? No, no. it's the one where they get back together and yeah, she gives they're him taking a, shave a bath in the tub. Him. Oh, that's right. I hate that. Okay, so it wasn't. It wasn't this one. There was definitely a trailer for this movie though that spliced in some of the uh, footage from the battle scenes in uh, First Contact. To make oh. it look like there was going to be a much larger fleet battle in the movie. Oh. Huh. That wasn't there. Hmm. Yeah, I don't think there's anything in this trailer that's kind of, that's lying to you. I think it's basically what's on the tin. Yeah, no, it is. It must have been a, a later one or again, one of the TV trailers or something. Yeah, I don't <laughs> know. I like, I, I, maybe I'm just tainted by how much I dislike the movie, but 
there was nothing in that trailer that made me like, yeah, this looks like it's going to be good. I feel like every time it felt like it was starting to, they dropped in one of the dumb lines. Yeah, oh, yeah. that's true. Like, cut those out and maybe it would have been like, yeah, this looks all right. Definitely feeling aggressive tendencies, sir. Suck and load. Suck and load. It's like, what the fuck is that? Fuck you, Data. And again, it is hard. I think this has been the hardest one to separate from the film itself because it is just such a detestable movie. Yeah. It is bad. Next. Yeah. There's nothing, yeah, I don't think there's anything in the trailer that's like, you're just like, ugh, about though, really. No, yeah, the, the, some of the lines. The, you know, there's jokes in every movie, so. Yeah, but these are, oof. But I also oh, feel look like. That. Look at that Rotten Tomatoes. Oof, 37 for the Nemesis. The fact that we're mentioning court-martialing in the trailer, it's like, come on, guys. What? I don't know. I don't, it just feels very, like, I don't know. So many episodes about court-martials. Do we have to? Apparently. Okay, All right, Nemesis. Hop in some Nemesis. What is, Ooh, what is this bird. eagle thing? The it's the symbol of the Roman Empire. Wow, I, I don't think I ever saw that thing anywhere else, ever. Oh yeah, no, it's always been there. I liked, I liked that. I didn't like the the trailer though. Um, no, it's a bad trailer. That's a that trailer is a big fucking liar because it strongly implies that lore is in that movie. Oh, because mm. you're left wondering why who was before and well, yeah. who was the second data? It said for every good there is an evil, and then it shows yeah. data and the and before, and then it says, and then it has data's line. I have to shut you down because you're dangerous. You would anybody watching that would think that was lore. Yeah, but That's then Lore point. said, but then Lore said, "Why?" Lore would say, said, "Why?" why? Lore yeah. would do that. Like that though. I feel like I don't know. any reasonable person watching that trailer cuz you don't know that there are other Soong androids out there, really. Like that's, yeah, no. that no, that I movie know. it sets that up. So, I, I found I think that's a lie. Yeah. It didn't have this is a weird transitional thing cuz it didn't have a narration. But it did have text-based mm-hmm. narration that you had to read. Yeah, uh, that accomplished the same thing. Uh, I don't know. I really hated the gimmick with the eyes. Yeah, yeah that was like, so that was stupid. Really and, hated that. And it's, it's not like, like it's from the movie. They had to make that for the trailer. Yeah, they did a good face morph. From, they did uh, from uh, Shinzon to Picard, which I thought kind of looked cool, but. Yeah, that was true. So you really, it really drives home. Like I get that. Oh, it's a, it's a clone of Picard. Like I yeah. got that. Uh, the, it teases the Enterprise destruction, which yep. doesn't actually happen in the movie. So that's, yep. that's kind of okay, I guess. You Good know, fake oh, out. We'll make it look like it's gonna blow up, but it doesn't. So, all in all, middle of the road trailer, I guess. Just some weird yeah. shit in it. This will be interesting. Yeah, the the newer trailers. I forget what I don't I don't know if I've seen these, so I forget what they even do. Yeah. This preview this has been approved for all audiences. It's Trek two thousand nine. So we know there's gonna be action. Yes. Do we know anything else? Not really. Listen, it, no. it doesn't Bones tell you is anything. great, we can tell that. I remember there's a there's another one where like there's that line he McCoy has on the uh, oh, transport shuttle yes. where he's like, 
space is disease and darkness wrapped in death. And in the film, it's actually being played for laughs. It's Bones being paranoid. But in the trailer, they play it like dead serious. That's true. Also, modern trailers have like 15 different variants. So this is oh God, li- yeah, there's- literally the whatever the first official one is kind of a thing. Yeah, like with modern nowadays, it's the first teaser trailer one, sometimes trailer two, then final trailer trailer. But then sometimes it's just three. And then there's so many different TV spots. Mm -hmm. It's insane. And don't forget that they'll often do the teaser for the for the trailer. They put out the day before the trailer to let you know that there's a trailer coming tomorrow. Yeah, because now trailers coming out is now an event like a movie coming out. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's, it's gotten Larry really Strange. bad. Yeah, but this is the one, literally the one that comes up on yeah. our Plex, so. Yeah, like I said, it's probably the first official one. Yeah, something like that. Like, I had to go through in the YouTube links that you're going to find on our blog post um, to see which one this actually is to make sure I'm showing you the one that we're talking about. And this yeah. one, I feel like, the only thing we learn is that Kirk is going to learn to be a captain. Yeah. Not a thing about anything yeah, else but, in this movie. But then again. Well, but if you were a big fan, you would know that the timelines changed somehow because he talks about, they talk sort of, they show that his dad dies. Mm. You know what else? The, this definitely isn't, uh, the later trailers would almost all use the, I like my shop. That's exciting line. Yeah. And that was not in this one. <laughs> yeah, I um I think that this, you know, what this trailer was doing was just selling you on the idea that this is Star Trek. Yeah, yeah. there's a movie. Yeah. Uh, you will been, see it because it's Star Trek. Time, it had been a long time since there were any Star Trek related stuff. So, yeah, there hadn't been like, a movie or a show for a while. Yeah, it's been like what four years since uh, Enterprise, Enterprise ended at this point. Hmm. Yeah, I'm a little surprised they didn't include as much goofy shit in this trailer because there's lots of goofy shit to do. Yeah, I, I think that was saved for later ones. Possibly, yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say the first one also just wasn't as goofy as. Like I feel like I don't remember. I really don't remember two at all because it was shit, and I kind of buried it in my mind. But I feel like three has more goofy shit per capita than one did. Uh, I'm left remembering in in the first of the Kelvins, just Kirk running around with his engorged hand and that being. Oh, yeah. Oh, look at him go. It's so funny. I remember I I totally forgot about that. But yeah, that was that was one of the things that I just absolutely despised about that movie was that the giant hand. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, really? I thought that shit was hilarious. Oh, man, I fucking hated that. Uh, all right, let's uh, let's remind ourselves darkness. what happened in Into Darkness, or at least I, uh, what what they wanted you to think before the movie came out. That's not uh, yeah, what the movie because it was a big secret watch. who was going to be oh, in it. So many different behind the scenes things. On this who one. is he playing? Who <clears throat> is Benedict Cumberbatch going to be? Surely not a character that's supposed to be from India and played by a person of color. No, no one would do that. That'd be fucking stupid. You'd have to be a gibbering asshole. God, could it be more melodramatic? <laughs> Probably. I think Fuck. it's impossible not to compare Into Darkness to The Wrath of Khan, and I think it's going to be impossible not to compare 
the the two trailers because the great thing about the trailer for the wrath of khan is the character of khan and the thing that's most lacking in the trailer for into darkness is what the fuck should we think about khan because we don't even know that that's fucking khan because they won't mm. reveal it unless you've seen the movie because surely they can't do that. Yeah. Oh. God. I mm, I literally haven't seen this movie since I saw it in theaters. I I have rewatched the opening sequence a couple of times cuz I enjoyed that. But yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't, know. Know. That I don't is... have any Yeah, a little bit like the the 2009 trailer. I'm left mostly like confused about what this movie is going to be about other than explosions yeah yeah like 2009 would have piqued my interest this i i don't know i don't remember what my feeling was at the time but now it's like jesus fucking lighten up (laughs) literally it's so fucking dark in this darkness yeah true that was not what i was going for but i wound up there we usually do yeah, and it's also impossible to set I, this movie more than any of the others. I think is impossible not to 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 have a biased opinion on knowing the movie itself. Yeah, no, like this again. When we watch this for the podcast, it will be the first time I've watched it beginning to end since seeing it in theaters, and the only other one like that was Insurrection. Mm. Like all the other movies I had seen multiple times over the years, even five, <laughs> but. Insurrection and Into Darkness were both... Yeah, Five has charm in how ridiculous it gets. And Lawrence Luckinbill does a way better job than that movie deserves. <laughs> I will I will die on that hill. Uh, right, let's get one to Beyond. Left. One left, and then we'll pick our favorites and our least favorites. Okay, the he likes that seat button is good. A good use of comedy. <laughs> yeah, because I was about to say, it was a similarly, like, a little heavy-handed... Which, I mean, I feel like the movie itself is a better balance of sort of dramatic and lighthearted moments and such. Yeah, I feel like trailers go one of two ways. Either goes like, look at all the silly jokes that are going to be in the movie that you get to see now. Or we're going to show you nothing but all the explosions because that's what people want to see movies in the theater for, right? Yeah. Explosions. I'm impressed they didn't technically give away the destruction of the ship. Like, what little they show, you could be like, you could maybe survive. Because it gets the shit kicked out of it and into darkness and makes it through, you know? So you could totally think, yeah, they'll be fine. Yeah, even Um, in Nemesis, it looks looks like it is fucking exploding. Yeah. It's alive enough that that it will (laughs) function-ish. Yeah. Interesting is, is what little they show of the Franklin in that. And, like, the angles, like, it almost looks like an NX class instead of its own thing. And I kind of wonder if that was on purpose. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Why would it be? <laughs> they, they've always paid a ask? little I really don't care. <laughs> more attention to Enterprise than the rest of the franchise does, uh, weirdly enough. Well, that's because because in in the Kelvin timeline they've erased everything that happened after it. No, I know it, it's so, funny. Like it's the only Enterprise thing that exists is canonical to both timelines, so it's interesting. Hmm. To you, 
Um, yeah, oh, this is another trailer just that was explosions and absolutely no storyline to to speak sweet, of. Sweet, sweet jackets. Sure. Uh, I really, I love the away if, team jackets they have. I like gonna, to this day. I want. If that's one what so you're going to see the movie for. Then go ahead. I thought I'm going to see it for, but you know me. Like, actually, one thing I remember when the trailer first dropping, really excited about was the uniform change. That because tracks. when they first <laughs> announced Star Trek 09 back in the day, that what they wound up with wound up with in Beyond is closer to what I had kind of been hoping the uniforms would be. <laughs> All right, we're good. we have a whole other uniform uh, activity for sometime in the future, so let's not go too far down nice. the uniform uh, corner. Oh, I know, excited. it's going to be us listening to Chris talk for a full hour. Oh, it's great. All right, Excited. so we've we've watched all the trailers now, or watched one trailer for each movie now. Yep. All right, here's the list. Does anyone have favorites, shout-outs, least favorites yet, or do or do you want to think about them a little bit? Into Darkness. Fuck Into Darkness. The worst. The awesome. worst? Um, I might so have to rewatch a couple of these here. So What's that? We, we're going to have to rewatch a couple of these, because it's been a while. You want to rewatch a couple? No, I'm kidding. Okay. Jesus um, Christ, Jake. It I just can't it just tell. has taken a long time. Uh and I can't really remember now which ones I liked. I um, think yeah, I think Into Darkness. It's either Into Darkness or um Nemesis for worse. Yeah. I'm gonna give my worst to Nemesis just because I really hate that eyeball shit. And That's fair. So just I felt like just so gimmicky bullshit. Uh mine mine is going to Into Darkness because it's so fucking melodramatic and heavy handed. Mm-hmm. I don't blame you. It's favorite's is. harder. Oh, I Jake, know my what's favorite. your least favorite? Yeah, I'm thinking my favorite, my least favorite is, um, geez, that's hard. Like, right now, like, didn't love the motion picture. I didn't oh, no, love Search for Spock. Um... I mean, we're definitely going to have kind of crappy. Yeah, we're definitely yeah. going to have honor, dishonorable mentions in here. So yeah, oh, yeah. I, I, I mean, most agree. of more of them were bad than good. I think to be honest, there were a number that were good. There were more good than I thought there would be. The a lot of the '80s ones were better than I was expecting. For eight, so. you know, especially when you give it the caveat that yeah, this these are older style tra- trailers that I'm not used to anymore. Yeah, yeah, fuck it. You know, I'm just going to throw it behind uh, Nemesis. I'm going to go with Nemesis. Don't have any real particular reason to go with that one over any other ones, but but yeah, no, it was fair, shitty. Though. It was yeah, shitty. Yeah, it's pretty shitty. Caitlin, yeah, did bad. you pick yours or no? Or was um, I'm sort of. I I think I'll probably just go with Into Darkness. That just levels. That just makes it an even split. <laughs> we go. Fair enough. But they're both terrible. <laughs> uh, yeah. Best is tough because there were a number that I did really like. But I think my best, I'm going to have to throw behind Undiscovered Country. Because I thought that was a really good one. Like yeah, I, like that I was said, five, right? Six. Six. Oh, six. Uh, like I said, right. I, I, I had like chills throughout. Like I feel like the, the scenes that they chose to, to depict in the trailer were spot on. Close second first contact. Yeah, All of them lose points for not having sabotage in them. Mm, that's true. They even um, even motion picture should have would have been much improved with sabotage. <laughs> the song? Yeah. 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 You monster. Um I actually I'm someone go with, uh, first contact, I think. Nice. 
with with probably uh, Undiscovered Country in, in, in second place, and maybe you know with Wrath, Wrath of Khan, Khan is up there too up for there me. as well, yeah. yeah. And even even the Voyage Home, I thought was pretty pretty decent. I didn't care for the Voyage Home one. I thought it got well, real camp real fast. Watida. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know I hate fun. How about the Couch Kids? Oh, that's a really good. That this one is much harder. I actually really liked the Final Frontier one. Yeah, that's the thing. It's a way better set. <laughs> just, just like Insurrection had a better poster than it deserved, Final Frontier <laughs> had a better trailer than it deserved. It did say the greatest enterprise of all is adventure. That, yeah, yeah, definitely lost some points for that bullshit. <laughs> God, that fucking tagline. So um, well, plus actually the opening of the trailer. The opening is stupid. Oh yeah, they drop yeah. in the. You don't understand the gravity of your situation, and then him falling like yeah. comedy yucks. Well, that's just so. That, that's part of the movie. You can't do anything about that. Well, I know. Yeah, but you didn't have to put it in the trailer. And also, it's like you know they didn't decide to do the fucking row, row, row your boat rounds and the fucking. You know what I mean? It's like you you get to pick and choose what's in there, and they pick and chose that shit. So probably that I guess probably takes five out of the running. Uh God. I think I'll say Wrath of Khan. That That's a really a good, good one. That's a good choice. I've got it narrowed down to two or four, I think. Ooh, four, really? Tell me about four, Chris. I don't know. I feel like <coughs> it did give way a little more than it should have, but then again, maybe it wouldn't have been as obvious if I hadn't already seen it. And also, this is back in the day when you couldn't just sit on YouTube and re-watch the trailer 18 times and look for every little detail and kind of construct the movie. Yeah, say, like, oh look, this um, person has an extra pip in this movie. Yeah, that that's yeah. gonna mean this. Well, you could, you know, wouldn't necessarily realize like, oh, what's with all these hospital scrubs and stuff, and kind of be able to piece together a timeline. And yeah, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Voyage Home. Oh, cool. Yeah, so we got to be very varied in our bests in that yeah. case. Cool. Yeah. That's fun. Yeah, because I feel like also. Tra- trailers are really fucking hard. They are. Especially One because of- movies, like, people sitting in a theater watching the movie, like, the experience is what you're selling, not the movie. I, and you've, I've seen some, like, you know, it's amazing how bad some marketing companies drop the ball. One of the all-time worst trailers I have ever seen is the original trailer for The Princess Bride. Yeah, you've mentioned that one before. It treats it as though it is a straight-faced fantasy romance. Like, there's almost no sign of any humor in it. Like, it maybe ends with, have fun storm in the castle, I don't remember. But, like, aside from that... Yeah, but aside from that, like, there's really no sign of the fact that it's actually, you know, a comedy and at least a partial deconstruction and... Ugh. Yeah, like, that all these just, a- all these brilliant comedic actors are in it, and yeah, like it it's really just like I remember watching that going like, wow, if I didn't already know that I loved this movie, I would go nowhere near it. It looks horrible. I mean, shit. I remember the early trailers for well commercials for Bob's Burgers. I thought that show looked stupid. Oh my god! Yeah. Uh, show looked awful at it first really flush. did it really did so i mean marketing can really fuck up with with these things sometimes oh yeah 
Or again, other times they do an amazing job of lying and make you think The Final Frontier might be a good film. Yeah, if it's, if it's going to get butts in seats, it doesn't matter once you've paid for the ticket what you, what you actually get. Oh, yeah, exactly. yeah. I just, it's worse when they, you know, you look back and it's like, wow, this good thing was made to look terrible. That's depressing. Hmm. Well. But I also feel bad for the people that got tricked into seeing uh, The Final Frontier thinking it was going to be a fucking gay old time because, boy, what a... Seriously. What a... <laughs> I mean, I again, I love it, but it's not a good movie. You know, it's like... It is a pile. It's entertaining. Yeah. yeah. That, that's my distinction is always... Is it good or is it entertaining? And I would say it is entertaining, but it is definitely not good. And I love it in spite of that. Uh, well, what I love is doing these activities with you guys, because I think this is a whole lot of fun. It is. Uh, again, too. these are this up on the Tumblr. You should go check it all out. Re watch all the trailers if you haven't already, if you haven't been following along. And I hope you will go see all these movies based on these trailers that obviously so well market them. Oh, God. Except for Into Darkness. Fuck that shit. <laughs> yeah, don't don't watch that one until we're watching it in a, in a couple of years. Ugh. And even then, maybe skip it, you know? Even then, it's going to be too soon. Just listen, to, just listen to the episode and be like, oh, yeah, I did hate that movie a lot. <laughs> uh, what you should watch is our next week episodes of Voyager that we'll be covering. Yes. Uh, next week, we are covering episodes Emanations and Prime Factors. I don't remember either of them, so we'll see what we do. We're going to continue doing more of these activities following the episode, so keep en enjoying those. Uh, let's see. Let's wrap this all up. You can you can find us on all the social medias. Do the thing. We apparently have a MySpace page now, <laughs> which we have to remember to update. We certainly Yes, won't. we do. <laughs> it's we'll real. try. There's it's, like no functionality left in MySpace. Yeah, it's real that's sad. That's the thing. I I don't know what the point of it is. I was gonna. I was really excited to do a lot with it, but you can't do anything with it. Mm. Really, as far as I can tell. I kind of still miss Google Plus a little bit. Google Plus had such potential, mm. but did not did not work out. But yeah, you can find us on the Facebook, the Twitter, the MySpace, evidently. Uh, read about this on our Tumblr, Tumblr slash SSHB podcast. Uh, follow us on SoundCloud, where you can listen to all of these episodes. They come out once a week on Thursdays. Do the thing. Um, what else do we do? You can smash find us on the like button. Yeah, smash <laughs> all the buttons. Uh, rate us on iTunes or whatever it's called these days. Plapple, it's still iTunes. Apple podcasts. Apple. Snapple. Snapple Podcasts. Ooh, Snapple Apple. <clears throat> yeah, find us on all the places where you can listen to us. Listen to us multiple times. Maybe maybe we'll have changed between episodes. If yeah. you're in Belgium, hello! Hello! Hello, <laughs> and we will see you next week. This has been Ames. This has been Caitlin. This has been Jake. And this is always Chris. Start your trailer now. Now.